Hey, fuckers. What's going on? How's everybody doing? This episode of the podcast and all episodes are brought to you by Onnit. O-N-N-I-T. Onnit is a total human optimization site. And what that means is we're a company that's dedicated to providing you with inspiration, with the tools to do something with that inspiration, to improve upon your body, the tools both in strength and conditioning equipment, healthy snacks and foods, awesome supplements, and the Onnit Academy. It's a big part of Onnit. The Onnit Academy, not just a physical academy in Austin, Texas, but the Academy link. If you click on the Academy link on the website, it's free, no charge, lots of awesome articles that are inspirational, articles about exercise physiology, diet, um, different workouts of the day. And if you're in Austin, there's the physical on it academy, which is in Austin, Texas. Not just state-of-the-art facility with awesome instruction, but also 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. O-N-N-I-T. Use the code word ROGAN. Save 10% off any and all supplements. We're also brought to you by NatureBox. NatureBox is the official snack provider of the Joe Rogan Experience. What is NatureBox is very good, yummy, healthy snacks. Fairly healthy. I mean, depending on how you choose. But you can get it real healthy down to, eh, it's kind of candy. But no artificial colors, no artificial flavors, no bullshit, wholesome ingredients, and you can get it so you stockpile stuff around you. If you have like special needs like gluten-free, low sugar, they can cover you on all that. They even have an algorithm. They've taken the guesswork and frustration out of snack choosing. Uh, just choose the kind of stuff that you're into and they'll, they'll pick out selections for you. Also, if you have something that you, you tried with NatureBox and you didn't like it, well, they'll replace it with something that you do like. So there you go, fuckers. Huh? They'll replace it in your next box for free. And uh, can't do that with other snacks. I love it. I use it all the time. I get it sent to my house. I get it sent to the studio. Go to naturebox.com forward slash Rogan right now and get 50% off your first box of delicious and unique snacks without any of the junk. Try some sriracha cashews. You will thank me. Try some peanut butter nom noms. That's naturebox.com forward slash Rogan for 50% off your first box of the best tasting snacks in the world. Can't say that. Because you haven't eaten all the snacks in the world. You'd have to eat all the snacks in the world and say these are the best tasting snacks in the world. I'll just tell you they're yummy as fuck. Especially those goddamn Shiraja cashews. Naturebox.com forward slash Rogan for 50% off now. And we're caffeinated. Can you tell? That's all coming from Caveman Coffee. CavemanCoffeeCO.com. The best. Owned by my friend Tate motherfucking Fletcher. Plus, Keith Jardine and Lacey Mackey have put together an amazing company. Single source, single family, single origin, delicious Java. Available to you. CavemanCoffeeCO.com. All right, you fucks. Uh, my guest today is powerful Brendan Schaub. We're going to break down UFC 197. That is upcoming between John Jones and Ovin St. Prue, and we're going to talk about MMA. We don't even talk about anything, but I think, I don't want to tell you what we talked about. I just, we, we definitely talked about fights, though. 
Okay, because a lot of these, they devolve into no fight talk. There's plenty of fight talk, but also plenty of non-fight talk as well. Enjoy from the fighter of the kid, Brendan Schaub. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Uh, he's double shooting me. That means we're live <laughs> with... The Keto Kid. The, the, the Keto Kid. I've been <laughs> doing it for shop. six days. He's the Keto, Keto Kid, kid now. <laughs> <laughs> That's your new nickname, the Keto Kid. That's hilarious. The Keto Kid. I'm just happy you're doing it, man. You know, before we get into the UFC stuff, Brendan and I were talking before this about uh, he he started the no sugar diet. He he went he went straight keto, which is crazy for me. So. Yeah, for you, crazy. dude. I was like, "There's no way he's ever gonna do this." You're so addicted to candy. I was the straight candy man. Like I you had candy and Ari in my Shafir, car, everything. Ari Shafir is probably the worst I've ever seen. Really? He, yeah, he'll take a day off candy and he'll just eat like pasta and bread all day, like giving his body candy in God some other form. Damn. <laughs> yeah, for me, I think it was just like I've tried all these diets. And I've and I just, I've never got the results I've wanted to. And it's then hard. as soon as I started doing this, everyone's like, "Be careful, man! The cravings, you're gonna have headaches." I haven't had shit. Um, matter of fact, you, I work out more. Was it hard at all over the first couple of days? No, that's interesting. Not at all. Hmm. Not at all. Well, you know, if you talk to that Mark Sisson guy, he would probably say that your body just adapts really well to it. That's what I would probably imagine. But I think, like, to to be sure you're even in a state of ketosis, you got to measure your blood. But it's going to be annoying for you, just like it was annoying for me. I, I kind of have to find out where's the right place to stab yourself, because the fingertips weren't working for me. Like it's like, those uh, little, like the little insulin when you check yeah, your blood sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they weren't getting through my fingertips. You got some thick ass fingers. Thick ass fingers. It's all those kettle calluses. Huh? All, this is all. I got some serious calluses up in here. I hear you. Over the last, should be. A, of I years think most guys doing heavy. their pinky. My dad's diabetic, so I see him doing the pinky all the time. He has some they, big old banana fingers. Somebody sent me one, though, and they said there's a legit one now for your breath. That the ones for the breath used to suck, but now they have one that's legit. And it shows what how what yeah, level of it shows, ketogenic yeah, you're at? Yeah. Ketosis, really? I have to look into that. I don't even remember who sent Dude, it. Dude, I don't give a fuck. Whoa. I just feel good. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? I just feel good. I'm just going to keep doing it. Dude, you, you're going to feel... This is the crazy thing. You, you're going to feel this way, and this is how you feel now. Like, you know, this thing in the middle of the day where you get tired, that's going to go away. And I got that when I went to, I went to Mexico, went on vacation, had a great old, great old time. But I, I said, fuck it, man. I'm in Mexico. I'm on vacation. I'm going to go off my diet. I'm going to have some fucking burritos, you know? I'm going to have some tortillas. Why not? I'm getting in there. I had tacos. I had the whole thing. And then I said, fuck it. While I'm doing that, I might as well get dessert. Dude, I felt like diggity dog shit. When you haven't done that the in two months. The next day you did? No, then, right away. You crashed like, the sugar. Yeah, right away I felt terrible after eating the cake. And then later in the day, I mean, I was just, I could barely stay conscious. I can't, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, I think my thing was, is I've always wanted to do it, but I never ha- really had a, like a strict reason to do it. Like something that just... Put it put me over to finally make the decision to do it, and I was thinking about how much you do because I have a lot of stuff going on. I'm like, dude, I'm getting tired, man. I'm not I'm not doing that well. Like I could be doing better, just mentally more clear, and I'm working out, doing all this stuff. And you and I have been talking about it for a while, and I was like, 
fuck, I might as well try it, man. Because coffee really does nothing to me anymore. I could drink six cappuccinos before I go to bed and sleep <laughs> just fine. Just fine. You probably just never fine. get into REM sleep at all. Like, nothing, that's what dog. happens. So I'm like, I got to do something. And dude, it's been great. Wow. That's amazing. Good for you. Well, it gets easy. 12-step program, son. It gets easy because after a while you just look at food as like, oh, well, this is what I'm supposed to be eating. That other stuff isn't food. You know, like you don't look at a candy bar like, oh, that would be good right now. That's what's crazy to me. I'm yeah. not like, like you were talking about how you have those ketogenic like Reese pieces or whatever. I don't even want to mm-hmm. try that bullshit. Yeah, these are, um, I should give them a shout out. Quest Labs sent us a bunch of stuff when they found out that we were. Uh, and Qu- Quest are great. I know those guys. They're great. But like even like sweets or something that simulates sweets. I don't want that. It's even, weird, but that's, man. This stuff's good. Like they have crackers. You could eat these crackers. These are like keto crackers. They're saltines. I fucking hate crackers now. Whoa. <laughs> I'm against carbs in any form. Those aren't really carbs. I, I don't know. know. What the fuck they are? What I don't are like the way they them? look anymore, Whoa. Joe. Yeah, son. Look at you. You're a new man. I know, man. I feel good. <laughs> Panda is, a week later, I'm just 300 pounds. This is full some of stuff sugar. I've been taking too. It's called uh, Ketogenics, and it's exogenous ketones. These are. Um, I don't know if that guy, Dom D'Augustino, had something to do with this. Somebody told me. I need to research it further. But these are exogenous ketones. You take this and you mix that with water and it puts you in a state of ketosis really rapidly, like within an hour. 12 carbs, though. Yeah, but it's okay for the whole day. I mean, how much? Again, I don't need anything. I'll, I have some nuts in my car covered in cinnamon. I'll snack on those all day. Be just fine. Look Never you. hungry. You're very dedicated. Something's going on right now. I got nuts in my car. <laughs> I have nuts what in kind? my car. Like macadamia? Almonds. Ooh, almonds are good. Almonds, man. With almonds just are good. Cinnamon on top? You know what I do? I eat those pistachios that are already shelled. Oh, so you got to crack the shell open? No, they're already shelled. Oh, you're saying, no, they're not shelled. Exactly. No. Well, the shell, shelled meaning the shells were removed. Oh, word. Yeah, that's is shelled. that the correct term? Shelled? Yeah. Shelled? Well, sh- wouldn't okay. Yeah, like um, I mean, what would be? I, what, a, a it's good not comparison? unshelled. No, I don't. I don't believe so. I think they say shelled, meaning that they have been removed. Because someone the goes, shell. "Hey, you want some shelled?" Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is. If you want unshelled. some shelled nuts? I'd say, well, is there anyone can unshell them? What you're saying makes total sense. I know. Well, whatever it is, I buy them in the bag with no shells. Let me just put it that way. I don't like that. And it's a big, giant-ass bag, and I just bleh, just force feed them. I like the work. It's like <laughs> it's like with sunflower seeds. I don't like just regular sunflower seeds. I got to have the shell. Yeah. I like I the know work. A lot of people do that, man. Like, if you just got a plate of crab meat, fuck that noise. I want the legs to crack open. Mm, I see. Is that weird? No, no. There's merit to that. Yeah, I don't know. I get it. I had some regular pistachios the other day, and I had to work for them. And, rewarding. Uh, yeah. And they were kind of like uh, flavorful on the outside. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I like sucking but on the shells. But sometimes I just like to pour a coffee cup full of pistachios and mm. just eat that shit while I watch TV. See, I'll do a mix. A little macadamia nuts, mm. cashews, all unsalted. I hate salt. Dude, you're so healthy now. What's going it's, on? I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know. What the, I'm like this fucking <laughs> new fucking keto... It's weird, man. The keto kid. That made me fucking... Are you... So are stupid. you... Are you getting a lot of uh, vegetables in, too? Yeah, tons of veggies. Yeah. You know what my big thing is? I probably eat, I've ate it every night for dinner since I've been on the diet, is I do like a, a shredded lettuce cabbage mix that I saute and I put buffalo meat in it. Mm, and then damn. I'll put like yeah, hot sauce on top of that. Every damn. night, that's what I have for dinner. I know. I look forward good. to it, too. Wow. It's so weird. Yeah, weight is going to melt off your body, too. The first the, the first few pounds that you lose, 
obviously I'm not a doctor, are supposed to be just your body adjusting to uh, this new lower inflammation diet. You don't have as much inflammation, you don't have as much water storage in your body. Yeah. And you're, you just get rid of some of that. And then your body, as it starts burning off fat, one of the coolest things is you don't get those crazy hunger cravings either. It's a completely different kind of hunger. Well, plus it lasts longer, right? Because you're you're eating these fats, mm-hmm. so you're not your body's not spiking insulin, right? It's like more of a steady exactly. Pace. And well, the, the 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 spike in insulin is fucking real, man. Because like I told you, I cheated in Mexico, and then I cheated one other time. I just said, "Fuck it, I want a cheeseburger and a milkshake from this like old time." So diner. American. Oh, oh. I was so dead afterwards. It was like somebody poisoned me. I mean, it was re- I mean, it's so dramatic, man. You're like, like, no, bitch. No, I really did feel real. like I, I was having the hardest time getting up off the couch. I was like, God, I can't. I just couldn't breathe. It was like my body had just shut down to process that garbage bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it's like, what the fuck is this? I think the, the only thing that took me a while to get used to was so much MCT oil. Yeah, you gotta be careful with that, though. I, I texted you yesterday. Yeah. I was running, man. I took all the, this a bunch of this new MCT oil. I swear to God, I was like, "It's Venice. I might as well just shit my pants right here. <laughs> like, no one's gonna give a fuck. I will just shit everywhere." Yeah, there's a tipping point with MCT oil where it just opens a floor. Oh, there's to no your booty hole. Yeah, there's like <laughs> your booty hole. There's no like. There's it's no, like, like, third gear. It's, right. like, first or fucking sixth gear, man. And where is it? Is it, like, two tablespoons? I'm trying to figure is it out. Is it, like, three tablespoons? You're gone. That shit is the perfect storm for explosive diarrhea. Yeah, if you want to clean out the pipes, you don't need a colonic. You oh, just but it's not like, have a glass it's not like oh, I got to take a shit. It's, like, it's coming. You it's better like fucking figure it you're out. You're squeezing oh. your butt up, and you're tensing up your innards. You're trying to, like, clamp it down from I the inside. I have to stop running. I was like, I better think. I better come up with a game plan here. Whoa. My mouth started watering. Like, Oh, shit. And there's that battle that you play. It's very similar to the battle when you try not to come. You know, the battle when you try not to come, you just squeeze your dick and your fingers. Jesus! Jesus! Shit is. It's very similar to that. I don't want to shit my pants. Power. You have willpower. Because there's some weak people in the world that just shit their pants more than they should. You can't be my friend. If you if you just give up and shit your pants, lose my number. I just don't you know just, what to do. It hurts to keep my butt tight. Oh, you just got no willpower, man. Yeah, but then I've shit my pants before, too. It's like, here's the deal. <laughs> It's okay to tap out. Just don't tap out like a bitch. No, at least put up a fight. I mean, be it's all right it, if you're going to lose the fight. Be actually in a position where you have to tap. Yes. Don't just tap because you're You're sweating and it's just yeah. you have no other options. Yeah. Do, hey, didn't, didn't Callan <laughs> lie to you one time said he shit his pants and then showed up with regular pants? <laughs> well. That's one uh, lie that's, you just can't do. He, he said that he couldn't make it to the show at the Ice House. <laughs> I love this story. Because he shit his pants. And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, I shit my pants. I can't come. And I said, Brian, these people came to see you. They're here to see you. And he goes, what should I do? I go, go to a fucking bathroom at a gas station. Take your fucking pants off. Throw them in the sink. Clean the shit out of your pants. Wring them out. And then get over here with wet pants on and a story. How old is he at this time? Oh, like a year ago. (laughs) This is and a he's year asking ago. you, what should I do? Oh, you you got to show up, man. You got to show up. Like, people don't want to smell shit on you. <laughs> so if you could just get to the bathroom for five minutes, you could fix all that. It's going to take a little work, and you're going to wear wet pants. But that's what you have to do. Better if than pe- doo-doo pants. People paid. 
They, they're Brian Callen fans. Yeah, they don't I, give a fuck if you have doo-doo hanging out your pants. Tell some jokes. So he shows up 10 minutes later, and his pants are dry. <laughs> and I go, what happened? And he said, oh, I had, I had a pair of pants in my trunk. The worst liar of all <laughs> <time>. <laughs> you had a pair of pants in your trunk. I don't know what. I didn't even want to ask what was really you going on. You can't even get into it. Because if you shit your pants as a grown man, I mean, it ain't a simple procedure. You, there's some steps you got to take. Maybe that's the next Next shirt. So I had another pair of pants in my trunk. <laughs> Who carries pants in their trunk? Have you ever had a pair of pants in your trunk that you didn't know about? Never. Like you shit your pants and you go, what is the odds that the pants are in my trunk? Never. I guess when I'm I, older, I might. I might have a baseball hat in there. And <laughs> <laughs> I can cover my I balls. Love, I love that story. <laughs> Out of all the lies, shitting your pants? I don't know if I'm going to need some shit stuff. I I'm, I'm going to need to see some stuff. <laughs> I do not know if it was a lie, but goddamn, he smelled so normal. <laughs> I mean, I would have just only Callan. It's how, the best. It's the only sh- he could do that. How can you shit all over your pants and just find new pants? I mean, would I guess you it was throw like your a, pants away. If it's like a clean log, though, you could figure it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you like felt it coming out, you're like, oh, okay, we see what we got going on here. <laughs> this is a blockbuster. This is a fucking lumber roll. This is one of them submarines. Yeah. We'll figure it out. This is one of them l- lumber rolls. <laughs> <laughs> they have those trucks that go down on those so gigantic cedar logs. Shit, <laughs> I go, oh boy, here we go. But then there's ones you're like, oh my god, this is 100 percent diarrhea. Oh, that MCT oil. There's no, there's no guessing. That yeah, shit like, is. Whoa. You will spray paint your pants brown. You, but you, there's a feeling. It's like your butt has different levels of sensitivity. Your butt <laughs> knows when you're gonna blow out a hard, like uh, a beefy pot roast shit. <laughs> you know, one of them thick, dried out shits that's very dense. Your butt knows. Your butt's like, look, we're eventually going to have to sit down here. Prepare this is going to be a big one. So I want you to get a magazine. Get your mind right, yeah, son. Make sure your fucking iPhone's charged yes. up. But then there's the fire drill. <laughs> then there's the fucking fire drill. And that's what I had in Venice yesterday. But you know, before you see, you're not even, you can't see your asshole even if you had to. Unless you're an acrobat. You there's no way to even see your asshole without con- a mirror. MCT, there's like, it's like a... 10 second warning we're like oh sh- right oh, but oh, you know God. what i'm saying like there's a certain level of sensitivity oh, like, for sure if you had explained that if you had explained the feeling of what is it like when you have to take a shit you'd be like well there's different kinds of feelings when you have to take a shit there's like eventually i'm gonna have to take a shit there's a oh god oh boy i got this is gonna be a whopper but but it's a shit and then there's uh, oh, uh, you're talking about that terrace level five there's shit. There's that yeah. diarrhea Red. feeling like it's, there's signals in your body that we always think of. We put them in like one classification, but they're radically oh, different feelings. It's complicated. <laughs> it's fucking, it is. It is complicated. If you break it down, it's complicated. It's complicated. The diarrhea feeling is super complicated. It's like, whoa, whoa, how do I know? How do I know that this is about to come flying at me? <laughs> my, my body starts sweating, too. Brace Bro- yourself, son. Ooh, yeah. You're about to get active. Mm, yeah. And, so, and some foods, too. Some foods are just, like, sometimes spicy food, for whatever reason, just breaks stuff loose off the walls. <laughs> and there's a goddamn avalanche. <laughs> a fucking mudslide. <laughs> fucking broken fire hydrant coming out of your asshole. It is complicated, though. Ah! You can, we can do a podcast for three hours on, straight on shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, it's hilarious. it's very important. It's very important. It's so hilarious. So Keto easy on kid. the MCT oil, kids. Yeah, brace moral, yourself. Moral to our story. Diet. Yeah, you're supposed to have like at the most like a couple of tablespoons. Yeah, don't squirt that shit directly. Yeah. In your I mean, mouth. It's not gonna kill you, but you'll 
you know, you will shit your pants. Yeah, you'll piss out of your asshole. <laughs> Straight up. The, the big combination, if you really want to clean the pipes, is those Hulk load shakes, kale shakes that I make with MCT oil in it. Preach. Whoa. I started adding coconut oil. Coconut oil is nice. I scoop it out, a couple of, um, you know, extra virgin or whatever the fuck yeah. it is. Get a nice couple of tablespoons, throw it in there. But then I decided to go hard and go with <laughs> go the MCT. Go hard in the paint. Go MCT oil. And uh, I forget the number that I use. Four or five tablespoons. You fucked up. Yeah. I use four or five tablespoons for one um, one of those blenders. Um there's about how many? What do you what do you say that is about sixteen ounce? No, twenty ounces maybe. So five scoops of MCT oil. I mean, what were you thinking? Though? I want to see what happens. Usually, usually I'm always down for more means better. You know, I didn't know back then when see, I was when I first started shitting myself. <laughs> see, I knew <laughs> coming close to shitting myself. At least. I knew, and I still fucking do it. I didn't That's know what's it was the MCT oil that was doing it. I thought it was the just the intense amount of fiber. From the uh, hemp shakes or from the, um, uh, the uh, kale shakes, yeah, yeah, all the you know, I mean, there's cucumber in there, and carrots in there, or uh, celery rather, and ginger and garlic, and usually like a piece of fruit, like an apple or something like that. Like, there's so much fiber. I thought it was just blowing everything out, but there's a big difference between <laughs> no. The, when I had the extra MC2, oh, it's it's like it's, it's I, like a I turbo. Want, it's like a turbo doing? on your engine. Is it lubing everything up? Why is that? It just gets in there and wreaks havoc. <laughs> Just gets in there and fucking. But it, why does it make it all come out as liquid? Like, what is happening? It's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> it's so complicated. But how the fuck does that work? But it seems like it would be a good thing. Like it would be uncomfortable, but like something like that would clean you out. I think it's a good thing. Probably. I feel like it. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. Anyway, <sighs> yeah. good source of healthy fats. <laughs> Just take it easy, you fucks. Yeah, easy, man. More's not better. Yeah. So, uh, big UFC this weekend. That's one of the reasons why we sat down here. God, we start talking about shit in our pants. <laughs> we talked about shitting then... for 25 minutes. Sorry, man. <laughs> we can um, talk about whatever, though. No, yeah, a big UFC this weekend, but I was t- talking to you through text. I feel like no one's really talking about UFC 197 because the Connor. The yeah, con- straight up the Connor. That's all I'll refer to him now. Yeah, the, the Connor, the two best pound for pound fighters in the world, universally heralded, two best pound for pound fighters, John Jones and Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, fighting on a card this weekend, and no one's talking about. Oh, it. and Anthony Pettis is on that bitch, and Anthony and Bar- Barboza. versus Barboza. Yeah, but John Jones, uh, in my opinion, he's number two. Not that You're he's not shit crazy. Uh, not that he's not awesome. I just I just go off technique. I think that Demetrius Johnson is on another level. I, I think, think he has to be on another level because right. he's so small. But I think what John Jones does and his risk of losing is so much higher than Mighty Mouse's, and he's <clears throat> destroying dudes yep. and not training and high as fuck. You're, Let's toss that on top of it. You got good points there, but just because you didn't train, it doesn't make your performances more valid. Like because you beat Daniel Cormier and you did coke three weeks before, you still had the same fight with Daniel Cormier. Just because you went five rounds with Alexander Gustafson and struggled because you didn't train, you still struggled. So although I agree that John Jones at his best is the motherfucker. I mean, John Jones at his best when he choked out Leota Machida when he just dropped him and walked away. See, I don't think like it's a, a, like a an assassin. Yeah, I don't think it's a contest because I think John, the way he's being guys, he's facing tougher competition. You could argue that, and his level, his level, his margin of error is so much smaller. Like, mm, let's say DJ true. has one off night and 
someone lands lands a big like right hand on him, he'll figure it out, and that right hand's not going to land again. If John Jones has an off night again, even OSP and OSP lands a huge left hook, mm-hmm. it's over, son. It's true. You very good points. These are very good points. Absolutely. And think about the legends he's beat. Mighty yep. Mouse, you know Mighty Mouse next fight if he gets past Cejudo, he's fighting the winner of the Ultimate Fighter. That's what the fuck we had a result to. There's just no one for him to fight. Wouldn't he fight Benavidez? No. No, wow. his next fight, they said if he wins this fight, he's going to fight the winner of the Ultimate Fighter. That sounds crazy. But that's that's where so that's you know that's what he says people tiny people people don't look at those little tiny guys. I know it sucks, one, man, because he's so talented, so good. I actually think it's better for the sport. I love Demetrius Johnson. I love DJ. I absolutely love him. I think he's great. I think it's better for the sport if Cejudo wins. What? Yeah. Why do you say that? Because of his his upbringing, his background, Olympic gold medalist, didn't mm-hmm. go to college, just pursued the Olympics straight out of high school and won gold, the mm-hmm. youngest ever to win gold. You know, his Mexican roots, I think the UFC could use more of that. DJ needs a nemesis. He, mm. all, like, Aldo had McGregor, right? Aldo's never been bigger now. Right. I think DJ needs a nemesis. And well, if he beats him, we don't have one. He fights the fucking ultimate fighter winner. It's true. Or unless he beats him barely. You know, who knows? But even then. Look, Cejudo's he not a joke. Him. He's the best wrestler in MMA today. I mean, arguably, that's competing in a yeah. 125-pound division. Who the f- Who's ever had more wrestling accomplishments. He's an Olympic gold medalist. Gold medalist. I mean, that's the the beast of the beasts. So you know he's a winner. He's just a straight winner. The real question is, is that cut to 125 too brutal? Because I mean, he's he, looked good in his fights. The scary thing to me, though, but would he look better if he didn't cut? Like, I always think guys would. I always think they would. A guy like him, I, I wonder. I'm like, I wonder if he's got that wrestler's mentality to always be the biggest guy. Look what he did cutting that weight, though. Yeah. Like well, it's, he has it down to a science. So usually yeah. the wrestlers are a beast at it. Mm-hmm. Like DC, amazing. Yep. Hendo, amazing. You're talking about guys who never really miss weight. Well, how about Rumble back when he used to go down from like 200 plus? That shit was just unhealthy. Get to 170. It was that, insane. That just unhealthy. I can't believe no one was like, God, I feel like it's a bad idea. You might die. Um, and then yeah. Dada was like, nah, I got this. Dead. <laughs> Dada died. That's why you can't have that shit. <laughs> Well, but they said Dada only had to lose like three pounds the week of the fight. Still, though, I'm just saying you better you better know your weight I, cut, son. Yeah, I think there was a lot of other issues going on there physically. We just wasn't prepared for that. But there's a big difference between him and a guy like oh, Cejudo. I know, I'm just being silly. Yeah, I know no, Cejudo's the fucking best in the yeah. business. He's a master at weight cutting. You just look at his you know his wins, all submission. I mean, all uh, decisions. Mm-hmm. His level of competition. DJ, I think he's number two pound for pound best. Good luck, man. Yeah. And DJ's a motherfucker. He's an artist, man. He's my favorite guy to watch because you just don't get to hit him. You don't get to. It's not how it works. Well, how it works is he's going to be moving. You're going to be reacting. You're going to think he's going to go left. He's going to go right. He's going to punch you in the face while he's doing it. He's going to circle out, leg kick you on the way out, and then enter when you think he's going to exit, go to the right when you think he's going to go to the left, and constantly switch between takedowns and punches, and he gets you up against the cage, and he drops down for doubles and comes up with an elbow, and it's all creative. This and is it's what, all flowing together. I agree. And there's no one with better skills than him, no. but I don't think that makes him the best fighter. It's a good if point. that makes sense. But Listen, I also think if I'm DJ, I'm going to sit there and go, God, how, how the fuck can I become a draw? I'm tiny. People don't give a fuck about tiny people. Let's see. The one guy who's beat me, Dominic Cruz, is a massive star. Mm-hmm. I need to go up and wait and fight Dominic Cruz. That's the fight. Well, that's he not get, a bad He, he should grab the mic after he beat Cejudo and go, Dominic, you're the, what, you're the last guy to beat me, especially in the UFC. Before that, it was uh, homeboy, uh, the freaking Irish cat. I forget his name. 
anyways, he just needs to get on the mic and go, yo, the last guy to beat Brad me. Brad Pickett? Pickett, pick yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pickett beat him in decision. English guy. I knew yeah, who you were talking sorry, about, man. <laughs> yeah, my bad. My bad. Love that guy. My bad, Brad. But he just needs to get on the mic and create some sort of hype. Like yeah. even the Suhudo thing mm-hmm. to the common fan, they're yeah. like, "What? These are two tiny dudes." It's hard, but to well, stay at one twenty-five, it ain't happening, man. You're not going to become mainstream. You're not going to become. You're not going to make a lot of money. Mm. Well, I wonder though. Well, maybe you're right because if Suhudo beat him, then maybe he can yeah, make a lot then of money. we got a little bit of drama. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Look, it's not outside the realm of possibility. So the best a- thing for him, Suhudo beats him and. Talk some shit. It's kind of back and forth fight, and then they fight again. We'll watch that the rematch. Or let's say you just destroy Cejudo. Cejudo, don't wait for the ultimate fighter winner. We don't give a fuck about those small mm. guys. Ultimate fighter, get it on the mic. Call out Dominic Cruz, son. I wanted to see Cejudo versus welcome. someone like Benavidez. Me too. I wanted to see Cejudo versus like a real veteran. But then if let's say he fights Benavidez and Benavidez beats him, you want Benavidez Mighty Mouse two or oh, be- three? Three? Yeah. You would, do? I do. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I get it. You do. Listen, I'm, everyone else does not. And I, Benavides is, I love that dude. Well, there's two ways of looking at it as an f- excitement junkie and as uh, a fan of the art form. For me, as a fan of the art form, I want to see DJ with as many different tests as possible because I'm a big fan of technique and movement. And I think he's the highest expression of technique and movement today. I agree. Because his combinations, the way he when, the way he stifled Dodson. You don't stifle Dodson. Dodson's a hurricane. You got cows flying around your yard. You know, the fucking satellite dish will take your head off For as reals. it comes off the roof. Yep. He's so fast. How about uh, with Bagatinov when he fought oh, him? Yeah. Bagatinov, he out-cardioed him. He was on EPO. He was on EPO and, and he out 125 him. pounds. And he out-cardioed him. But what the fuck? Bagatinov's got that style. That's that Russian style. That sometimes works, but sometimes doesn't. That fucking it's those, really those guys get they can see tense. the shots. Yeah. They get tense and they I and every punch is it works at heavier. You, it works at heavier. It weights. can work. Ibagatino fucked a lot of people up. He it did. Until he met a motherfucker. He yeah. met a motherfucker. Yeah. But he, I just think, at least, like you said, there's from a purest point, it's like yeah, Mighty Mouse, keep doing your thing. As a guy looking at what's best for him. Because he's going to fight, right? He's just keep fighting. Yeah. How can we make the most money and get you the most fame and the best competition? Dominic Cruz. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. It's the best best matchup in that they're virtually identical sidewise. And sidewise, only 10 pounds off. Yeah, man. And you they're know? both, I'm talking about world champions, the highest level. You want to talk about a super fight? Well, they're not that far off. 10 pounds at 125, though, is actually quite a bit. That is a, a lot of weight. Because if it was 100 pounds, it would be 10%. There's a lot of weight. But they could figure it out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you could risk that for that big of a payday. Well, or Mighty Mouse fight. has fought at that weight before. And if he just did it, if they gave him, like, six months, mm-hmm. you give him six months so he can do some squats or deadlifts or whatever and the put, issue, on, put the, on some actual weight. The issue is his Cruz, right? So Cruz mm-hmm. has Uriah. Let's say he beats Uriah. If we go with the Vegas odds, he beats Uriah. But then he has TJ. Well, I think TJ is going to go with Dodson. If, if I had a guess, like what the big set fight is at 135, rematch between TJ and Dotson, because that was the finals of the Ultimate Fighter. 100%. And both guys are light years past where they were then. I would like to see how Dotson deals with the champion, TJ. I mean, because TJ lost a razor close decision to Dominic, right? Agreed? Yeah. Very Agreed. fucking close. I actually had TJ winning. Very fucking close fight. And, you know, Dominic Cruz is a master. I mean, he is just a master. Straight master. Watching him move and his footwork inside the octagon and the way he mixes things up, you're like, this fucking kid has been out essentially for four years, except for one fight. Nuts. 
Crazy. And that one fight was like a minute something. Yeah, he just the stormed off. Mitsugaki. Yeah. So you're watching this guy move around. I mean, this is a guy who hasn't performed under the pressure of the cameras for all this time. And he still puts on this masterful performance. He, he has the best brain in MMA that I've ever been. He's around, a wizard. As far yeah. as him talking. But I think... You, so, but you have to. So you got to keep TJ active. You got to keep Dominic af- active. But so, D- Dodson and and TJ is a monster. It's a motherfucker fight. for That's sure. A monster it's great fight. But for for the the guy who's going to be left out and fighting a no namer Ultimate Fighter winners, DJ. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, well, are you what sure? about DJ? Is that definitely what, what's going to happen? I'm almost positive. We should always Unless Google these things. We should. Yeah, I'm, by I'm the way, positive. if we're arguing this fake point, let's find out if, uh, uh, if, if Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson will one day fight the winner of the Ultimate Maybe Fire. I'm just full of MCT oil. I'm making <laughs> shit up. But that'd be a weird thing to make up. Usually I'm right on this stuff. I feel like he does fight his, the next It was vaguely, vaguely familiar when you said it. Like, no. I vaguely was like, is, he's, is that right? I'm almost positive. I believe you. I believe you. We'll find out. Yeah. Demetri- you got it? Is it, Jamie? Demetrius Johnson isn't scared of tough 24 winner's title shot. I just don't care. Wow. So, yeah. So, the winner gets that title shot. Yeah, that seems crazy. <clears throat> like, I get it when you do that with girls because there's seven of them. Yeah. But at, with these guys, is there any way we can help DJ out anymore? You already fucked him on the Xbox deal. Is there oh. any way we can do something with him? Man. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I think he's making money off of Twitch. Is he making money from Twitch? Oh, yeah. Twitch? He does play video games on there. Well, he's a legit gamer. Like, Super that guy's, gamer. He's addicted to gaming. I just don't think he gets cre- the credit he deserves. I tell every young fighter, you want to you emulate someone? Emulate this guy. He you better be hit. tiny, though. Yeah, you got to be tiny, but you can emulate a version of it at 170. You could emulate a version of what he's doing at yeah, 170. Yeah, but if, if, if freaking the keto kid here, 17 at 6'4", 210 pounds, you can't be like, watch Mighty Mouse. I'm like, no, ah, fuck. You can't, but you can <clears throat> emulate a version of it like Rico Verhoeven. Rico Verhoeven is very technical, has incredible cardio, and yeah. he's, a, he's a fantastic kickboxer, and he's a big motherfucker. He's fighting MMA now. Yes, he is. Good luck yes, he with is. that. Good luck as with all that. As far as fighting him. Jesus Christ. And he's training at AKA. Oh, fucking Who the Christ. fuck's going to... Well, the only, the only problem Small with those gloves? guys is in the beginning of their career, they're susceptible to punches during like takedown exchanges. Like, remember when Random and knocked out Krokop? Do was, I ever? Woo! Because Krokop was looking for the shot. True. And Randleman came at him with the punch and, and just leapt at him. Well, they can't unleash them. their hands, and the gloves are so small. Like, you know, in kickboxing, you can get away with a little more or even glory, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, your boy Pat Schilling, right? Like, he should be murking some of these dudes. But Joe Schilling, you mean? Joe Schilling, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Pat Schilling. I was like, who's, yeah, yeah, who's this my, Pat? I have fella. a Pat, yeah. But Joe Schilling, like, <laughs> His stand-up, some of the best in the world. Yes. You see him fight MMA, it's not this. He, he can't fight the same. He's worried about the takedown. Yes, and so and he's open to knockouts. Yes. So we'll, you'll see him get knocked out by mm-hmm. a guy where you're like, dude, if there was no takedowns, yeah. he would fuck you up. Yeah, 100%. I feel like yelling at another crowd. Yeah. Well, he's only doing that now, I think. He's going straight kickboxing now. It's smart, man. Quit messing with MMA. He's in his 30s, too. He's, you're in your 30s. Yeah. The game, and it's full of grapplers. No one's standing with your crazy ass. Not only that, you you might find yourself across the cage from some NCAA Division One national champion, and you are not stopping the takedown. You're not, not only you are not stopping the takedown, but he doesn't give a fuck about exciting fights. He yeah. will ride you for 15 minutes and love every minute of it. Yeah, and they smash don't care. your face with his elbows, and the only you, problem you won't is be able that, to get up. I, I agree. There's and, a big difference between standing up with someone where guys are used to slipping and moving and anticipating angles, and someone literally holding your fucking face down and force-feeding you elbows. And your head has nowhere Dude. to go. 
doom. Yeah. Oh. But also with, with uh, Joe Schilling, it's more of like, I, I just don't see the payoff for it. But also there's not a lot of money in kickboxing, what he's doing. I'm hoping Bellator brings it up because they have Bellator kickboxing now. Yeah. And uh, UFC now has Glory. Yeah. So the UFC has On Glory. Fight Pass, right? Yeah, Fight Pass, is they're carrying Glory. ESPN is also carrying Glory. I saw that. They're smart, man. It's a fucking awesome product. It's just right now people don't know about it. You have to tell the guy's story. That's the problem. We, we need to be invested in these guys. That tell would, fucking Joe Schilling's story. It's yeah. great, man. Yeah. But we have to be invested and care about the guy fighting. Otherwise, it's just two guys kickboxing. I think if someone like HBO got a hold of it, if they did it the way they do HBO boxing, if they had like a Simon Marcus versus Joe Schilling title fight, like two guys who have gone to war and have this crazy history behind them where Marcus stopped him in one fight and mm-hmm. then Joe Schilling stopped Marcus in the fourth round of this insane fucking war. Did you, were you there in L.A. for that fight? I watched it. I was not there in person. Good. You, I was googly, supposed to go with you, actually. Fucking Moogly. When he uncorked that right hand and you see Simon Marcus go out, you're like, holy insane. shit. And it was in the fourth round when there's that moment when these guys have to fight three rounds and if the the fight is a draw at the end of the third round they go to a final what a final death what, what do they call it what, what elimination they call it? round final elimination you round final you don't call it sudden death no you can't that's, that's tough that's that's rough that's especially with the current death so they go to this one more round and uh in the one more round you can see both guys they're like, exhausted Whoa, they're, they're like, so fucking fuck. tired and simon marcus had spit his mouthpiece out a couple of times and he got a point taken away from him for it and uh it was looking like Joe Schilling was going to probably win. So Simon Marcus is going after him. And Joe Schilling just uncorks this beautiful right hook that just completely shuts the light out on, on Simon. Think if HBO got a hold of that and did a 24-7. Oh Dude, they honey dick me more than any, I will Almost if they do a, if they yeah. do a twenty four seven I will buy anything I only know the two Mexican <laughs> boxers and I'm so invested yeah. I'm like I can't wait I yeah. cannot wait they they do a better job than anyone you could smell the tacos and hear the music oh, and you feel bro. the family I know like, they God, get, I want them to win they get good with those things the, man. they do it the best no one does it better yeah than you know what HBO. else they do that's good that I like when they do that thing where um um the face offs with yeah. Max Kellerman yeah with Max where they sit across the table. And they both talk about like it's tough if they don't speak English though because there's a delay. There's a little bit of delay. like with Canelo, with Canelo and uh, Khan. Khan. Yeah, I was watching like, well, okay, you can see his earpiece. It's a little tough. How much English does Canelo know? He doesn't know. Not anything. very good. Yeah, not That's very good. Weird. Yeah, the, the money's over here, right? They all want to come over here for the money. I would think you'd just learn a little bit of English. Not it makes hard. sense, mm. especially if you want to, tra- you know, if you want to get big brands over here. Those shows, though, like uh, Showtime has those ones they did for Mayweather's fights. What do they call them? All Access? All Access, yeah. Yeah, those are, those are big, man. They're good, but they're just not the same, is it, as, as the original 24-7s. Nothing can fuck with a 24-7. UFC's done some pretty goddamn good ones. Embedded, they're good. Yeah. They're good. The one when Cowboy fought um, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos. Yeah, they're great. Or like, yeah, the Ronda one. They're good. I'm with you, man. You're batshit crazy. You think it's better than HBO 24-7. Where do you think they got the idea? And that guy's voice, Lee, is it Lee Shriver? Lee Shriver, yeah. Oh. yeah. Let's steal that guy and bring him to the UFC. Yeah, who do they use for the UFC voice? I don't know. Yeah, that Lee Shriver guy is weird because you don't recognize that it's his voice. Because his voice is somewhat indistinctive in some weird way. Yeah. You know, like, this, like Liam Neeson. If Liam Neeson was doing a voiceover for something, you would know it's Liam Neeson. And that would kind of be distracting. I agree. But with Leif Schreiber, he's like, oh, this guy's smooth as fuck. <laughs> I know. You're like, God damn. 
That's it. That's all I you get out of it. I would do anything for that guy. <laughs> I would, literally, I, I don't even know him. I'd do anything for him. Yeah, that's all you get out of it is he's smooth. Yeah, I mean, UFC could get someone else. Well, even like a Morgan Freeman would be sick. Well, that brings up the, this, the thing that's going on this week with Conor McGregor. Um, we got caught off guard last episode. Jamie uh, and I were talking. Just, I don't know. It was just breaking news. And Jamie brought it up that Conor announced his retirement. And I said, I thought he was trolling. You and I had the exact same reaction. Yeah. I, th- I was like, he's trolling. He's I was like, around. no, look at this. It's all weird. He went, he'd be more yeah. know, eloquent and, than that. He'd be more, he would have put it out better than that. But. And then the news started coming out. And I also started thinking, well, maybe, maybe something happened in training. Or maybe it was because of that guy that died recently. And uh, people were saying, you know, they were shocked that I didn't know the full details in the guy's death. Honestly, with things like this, like you know it's going to happen, and um, it's unavoidable. It's, there's a certain amount of risk involved in any extreme sport. Plus, that's the exception. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it, yeah, it's going to happen. That's the yeah. exception. It that's is like exception. being mad at peanut butter when someone dies. It's like, I'm still going to eat peanut, you know? It is the exception, but I was waiting for all the details to come out. I don't think they've done an autopsy yet. They don't mm. think they know exactly no, I, what I don't either. I, 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 and I, don't, I didn't think that with Connor. And I don't know if this is, I don't think it's sharing too much information. When Connor and I had lunch together, I was just talking about it, and he kept bringing up, it was a reoccurring theme when we were talking, he goes, the, the media, man, like for this, it's such a beast. Yeah. He's like, like, I've done interviews before, but you know, it's different. Like he's not a guy where when uh, any other fighters sit down, and do an interview, they're really not selling the fight. They're talking about their camp and they're doing the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. Connor's a fucking master that we've never seen do it before. So he's coming up with original content nonstop. He's on, you mm-hmm. know, like when, when he came on our podcast, he, you could, he was on, he did the whole car wash. He was exhausted. Mm-hmm. And then we came down you could tell him he was thinking and just started spitting out gold. He's just a beast, man. So to have that guy fly around the world and do all this shit, I mean, at the end of the day, we got to remember, this is a sport. This is not the WWE. So to keep putting on the spectacle like it's similar to WWE, at some point, you got to say, man, what these guys do is it's a real, real, we're in the hurt business. He has to focus, man. And I just feel like I, I think Connor's to blame too. Dana's to blame. I think both of them just need to talk. Because if Connor before is bad playing on him, bad playing on Dana, if he just went, dude, listen. I've sold this fight more than anyone, man. This is nuts. I have to. If I lose this next fight, I'm screwed. The problem is, it sets a precedent now. If I'm looking at it from a, as a businessman, if I was if I was a businessman, let's pretend. Okay. Uh, I would say this sets a precedent. You can't let someone decide what press they do and what press they don't do. Like you have an obligation to fulfill I, certain responsibilities, like with the media, for sure. Like like create hype. But the question is, but the question is like. When do those responsibilities move into like a purely digital realm? And when do those responsibilities only in showing up places physically, old school, retro, going places? Because like there's nothing wrong with the occasional press conference, right? No. But but also you could accomplish way more with a few fucking viral videos than you ever could going to some weird interview with two people that aren't MMA fans and I think he made a really good point about that doing this fucking these morning shows that they make them go do where you know nobody knows who the guy is or the girl they They don't don't give a shit about MMA yeah they don't they don't want to talk to him the way you want to talk to him or I want to talk to him 
You know, when I'm talking to Connor, like before a fight, I'm I'm trying to find out what's going on in the head of a guy who's going to engage one of the most exciting things that I'm going to see all year. No, you're not going on a morning show going, how about that cauliflower, huh? Yeah. How'd you get that? Shut the fuck up. But the also, girls like that. Oh, I know. But Connor's a guy where he's crossed over into pop culture. He's such a big star now. A tweet from him will hype the fight. If yeah. I guarantee if Connor and Dana had a conversation... And Dan was like, all right, man, I understand it's a big fight. Because you got to remember, if you were to lose this one, now you're losing your golden boy. The biggest star by far. By well, far. I so, also so feel if he, like... So if he could just focus, let's I, just let him focus a little bit. Well, I also feel like the magnitude of this, the dilemma that's in front of him and Nate Diaz is also very apparent. This is not a guy you can half-ass. And even if you are 100% ready, you've never even fought him at 100%. No. You fought him when he had 11 days notice when he'd been drinking in Mexico. I mean, he posted photos. It's a terrible photos. matchup, man. And then yeah. you want to fly him on a plane. Did anyone think, man, all right, if you're looking at but the- We're uh, three months away, though. It, okay. But still, Connor's exhausted, man, from doing all this stuff. And also, you know, I see some fighters go, it's our obligation to do these press conferences. Mm, slow your roll, homie. You're not Connor McGregor press conference. That's It's a big difference. And, right. And, and a loss to him, you're talking millions. And, and the UFC, if I'm looking as a businessman, I go, all right, all right, man. He's going to do a press conference, but we're going to come to him. Did anyone think to do that? Well, first of all, Connor is one of the most charismatic guys, seriously, of all time, in all sports. No doubt about it. I mean, he is a fucking marketing machine. Like, they're just the quotes and his style. Joe, and his the way tweet, his flair. I don't mean to interrupt you, but his tweet yeah. is the biggest tweet by an athlete this year. Yeah. Beat Kobe Bryant's retirement yeah. tweet. And you want him to go do a fucking interview for ESPN while they don't know the sport? Oh, I, was, I watch ESPN every morning. They were talking about LeBron James, the playoff game tonight. They interrupted this shit with breaking news to talk about Connor's not retiring. That's how big he is. Now, the PR team at UFC could not get this. They could not get this sort of attention, even if they want to. Connor can. It's a different age, man. Those old interviews, the old press conference, you have a legit fucking superstar, man, who makes more money than anyone. The I highest gates. Totally forgot what I was going to say. I had Sorry. a serious point. Sorry, brother. That's okay. A chance. Sometimes I just go. No, well, you 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 have a, you have all good points, all all valid points. And I get there's contracts, I get stuff like that, but there has to be where you can't have a pissing contest. You can't say, well, we're going to run it like a business this time and then not this time because it's good for the company. With Conor McGregor and this big of a fight, if he wins this, dude, he, you know how much more money you're going to make? Not the fucking press conference. Well, he, you're absolutely right that he's one of the most charismatic guys of all time, but. Nate Diaz right now is goddamn gigantic, and I not think we're going to realize well, he's not as big as Connor, close. but he's goddamn gigantic. He's huge. And see what happens. That's if Connor part doesn't of that. Fight. That's part of that fight. Part of that fight is that Connor is also fighting another mercurial superstar character. I agree, especially but, now after the first fight. I agree, Joe. But uh, let's say Connor doesn't fight at UFC 200, and uh, let's say Nate fights Woodley. Or Robbie Lawler. Let me know how his ratings go. Let well, me know not, if you even he's not break. Fight at one seventy. Well, think. Let, all right. Let's say all right at one fifty five. Let's yeah. say he fights Dos Anjos. Let well, me know how those ratings here's, go. Here's where uh, it won't be as close. Oh, we we wouldn't know even that. be a quarter of it. I wonder. It'd be close. Maybe half. Maybe, well, that's half the makes power. Sense though. Maybe half. Half makes sense, but half would still be pretty spectacular. You know what? Not even half. I'm I'm, I'm being generous. Yeah. So. Well, and I love Nate. He's Diaz. the biggest. There's no doubt about it. He's the biggest. Yeah, well, who knows? It's all speculation, but here's what's interesting. They offered the fight, apparently, to Nurmagomedov, but he can't take it because it's only four days after Ramadan. 
Fuck. Yeah. So he's very religious. So he does that yeah. whole fasting. I had a buddy of mine, my friend Khan Kaleli from back in Boston. He used to do that shit. Um, Damn, he turned when out he was a training. Fight. He would do that. Um, he would fast when he was training. It was crazy. You just you you have certain rules where you're not allowed to eat anything. What? How's it go? You're not allowed to eat anything or drink anything. Sun up, sun down, right? Yeah. yeah. Sun up, sun I have down. buddies who do it. Yeah, and you can't. There's no food or water. That's sun up, crazy. sun down. And, and at like 6 p.m. they have this feast. Yeah, but it it can weaken you. And so Habib said it would have a real it'd be a real problem if you had to fight four or five rounds. And I get it. And I would love to see that fight. Habib Nagamurdov versus Nate Diaz. <laughs> Nagamurdov. Nagamurdov. He's such a beast, right? He's phenomenal. Yeah. To us who are balls deep in the UFC world. Yes. No, you're right. ESPN ain't covering that fight. Dude, you should start a promotion. Look at you. You're a goddamn promoter. You know how to do this. I'm not. I've been through it, and when I see a guy like Conor who comes in once in a lifetime, if you think there's going to be another Conor McGregor, you're batshit crazy. I, I think when we invest in odds, ah, the UFC, they keep going. I think you're crazy. I think Conor's a special dude, and I think there's a few other. I think Brock Lesnar was. I think Ronda's. There's there's very few players. Is it possible that this is a calculated gamble based on not thinking he has enough time to prepare for Nate? No. I don't think so. Impossible. Impossible. So this is just, this is just a matter of... Digging your heels into the ground and saying, there's no, there's no way I can do this much pressure. 100%. I think he's just like, best. dude, I'm exhausted. You want me on this world yeah. tour? Is it, can I please get ready for this? Mm. It's not the WWE, man. Go, it, go ask, go ask uh, a major superstar, LeBron. And I know you th- it's not the same, but LeBron, any of these guys, these superstars in sports, Ronaldo, go on these world tours, not get paid, sell the fight. When they're like, Wait, but my social media will cover way more than this. Go fuck yourself. But we have no one fighting. Like, he, he can't say anything. Mm. You say anything, look, he got pulled from the card. So more is not better. There's a certain amount. There's a certain amount you do. At a certain amount, you're doing it for the UFC. You're not doing it for the Conor McGregor brand. You're not doing it for the fighters brand. Mm. You think by him going to ESPN, he's going to get, what, more followers? But do you think that there's, like, there's a certain consideration that, like, it looks good to have file, uh, fighters show up on, like, ESPN? He's been there. He's, right. on, he's on breaking news. He's, 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 he's been doing it. Maybe the week before, do it. But when he wants to prepare for a camp and you have a guy of his magnitude coming off a loss and he's like, man, I really think doing all this press and all this stuff has fucked with my capabilities to be a fighter. I need to get back to that. Will you please let me focus? Makes and sense. I've already hyped the fight. It totally makes and sense. I get, well, you can't have exceptions. No, no motherfucker, you can because you do make exceptions. Well, here's Because you have thing. certain people in the UFC roster where they can't, you know what I'm saying, where they pick and choose when they fight or who they fight. There are exceptions. Right. And here's another thing to take into consideration. One of the most important things that anybody, any athlete does while they're in training is get proper rest. It's one of the most important things. And what fucks up when you go traveling all the time? Your rest. It's the number one thing that wrecks you. You know. I, I mean, think how much you yeah. travel. Dude, I just, I just flew in from Seattle this morning. I got up at 5 this morning, flew here, got right off the plane and drove right in here. Yeah, that's that's what happens, man. Your your body gets uh, your immune system gets jacked from that. It's not good. I, I just think that, and I think this is great for the sport. It's a good discussion to have because now future superstars will say, "All right, I'm only doing this many interviews this this much before the fight." Well, maybe doing all this ain't going to happen. Maybe there's a debate. Maybe the debate could be held as to like what is the what's the amount that you need to do, what's the amount that you should do. You know, like what? How do you have it set up, and what would be the what would be the best way for the performance of the athlete, the the consideration of their 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 time and focus to put a hundred percent effort into something, not leave anything on the table because they really weren't rested enough because they were mm-hmm. or distracted too much because they were doing too much press. But who's it? Who's it helping the end? The UFC and Dana White. 
Like well, by, it helps it, the pay-per-view. If they have pay-per-view buys and they get a percentage of the buys, it, it helps everyone. pay-per-view buys. It helps everyone. But, right. But well, if the fighter, I mean, there, there should be a direct, there's a direct, if a fighter has a percentage of pay-per-view, with, which a guy like Connor does, yes. the more pay-per-view deals, or maybe he does it, a title fight, we don't know what his deal is. So I'm talking about He gets pay-per-view buys for sure. I would assume. No matter what. I would assume. Yes. Um, but, so the more press he does, the more things get sold, the more money he makes. But- in his point of view, like tweets and things that he's doing right now are getting more attention to it than any of these stupid interviews. You couldn't pay for this kind of you can't, publicity. And you can't argue with that. That's absolutely true. But the question is like, where, where, you know, there should be like a contract and the contract should state from X to Y, you know, pick a date and time. I would be left alone. Mm-hmm. If USADA wants to get me, I'll be up in Iceland, freezing my dick off, throwing sidekicks. Mm-hmm. Come get me. I, I see. I think this whole thing is a mis- miscommunication. I see Dana's side and I see Connor's side, right? As a fighter, I definitely see Connor's side. I think it's just a miscommunication. I think if before all this came out, if Connor was like, listen, man, I can't be doing all this fucking I press. guarantee you, if Dana was sitting right there, it would be no miscommunication. I don't think, I don't think he would agree that it was a miscommunication. I think he would say that Connor just doesn't want to do the press. And I and think what that I'm he saying would to you say you got to do the press. And th- to me, that's a miscommunication. But because I don't think it's a miscommunication. It's a disagreement. No, I disagree because I, <laughs> I disagree. Be- and this is why, Joe, because I think <laughs> after, after, even though he fought Aldo, he expressed, dude, I need to chill out in these interviews. He, he beats uh, Nate Diaz, or he loses Nate Diaz. Again, he's like, dude, this fucking press is killing me. So he's been voicing it. And right. I, I don't know if his camp has had the discussion with Dana, but at some point. Maybe they haven't. We maybe, don't know. Maybe they have total maybe speculation. We would Again, say that they would have to sit down and come up with a schedule. Like yes. you got to leave me alone for eight weeks. But e- but e- what if what if Dana and Connor had a conversation right now, man to man, and Connor goes, "Listen, what I'll do, I'll film videos every day. I'll do this uh, after my practices. I'll put all this social media out for you guys. To create this mm-hmm. fight. No one has the pull that I do, right. and I can create this many views for you, millions and millions. Mm-hmm. No other fighter can. Don't pay me for it. Just don't make me travel." You don't think Dana and the UFC would agree to any of this? Mm-hmm. I, I, I bet they'd be open to it. You know, it's interesting. Kevin Hart, he was like one of the biggest stars in the world. One of the biggest uh, comedians ever as far as like sales and volume. Like not, no one even close. I mean, he, he, he crushes it. He sells out like, what did he sell? Like 50,000 plus se- Soldier seats. Field. It's nuts. Anyway, um, that's not important. What's important is he's, he, he's like gigantic on social media. Super active, and he does it all himself. Mm-hmm. So if he does a movie, like he'll do a movie, and they'll say, "Oh, great!" And you can use your, you know, five point eight million social uh, media followers, and uh, it'll boost up the movie. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa! Mm-hmm. That's mine. That's mine. No, if yeah. you want that, yep. and we got to talk about that. He's the first guy I've heard like, doing that too, dude. They, like the, all the people that were in those movie meetings must have been like, "Oh shit!" Because then the rock goes, "Huh?" Yeah, because. There's a giant difference between a guy like The Rock, like what he can do yeah, to man. sell a movie with social media and the average person, the average actor. I mean, he's he's constantly on it. He has a dedicated, loyal fan base because he's really funny and he's self-deprecating. Great. I follow his Works hard. So he's showing pictures of his alarm clock. It says like 4.15 in the morning. Mm-hmm. He's up there fucking doing deadlifts. He's an animal, right? So a guy like that, that's a business on the side. That's his... That's his, like, he's got a hype business as well as a business to promote himself, but he can also hype things. 
You know, he's Products, a promotion. He he's make, a money off yeah. that. Like Which Kevin he is. Hart, when he does that, I'm sure he's got it worked. He was talking about it. 100%. He's got it worked into movies now. So it's like, oh, if you want a part of the Kevin Hart money machine that I put together, well, you got to give me something, bitch. Why should I gotta be any something. different? You're right. You're right in that respect. As, as, as a superstar. Now, not but, every fighter can pull that card. You little, legitimately have to be able to sell out giant stadiums and be a, a, a superstar. Yeah, and he certainly can, especially if you give him the right matchups. You know, if you give Conor the right matchup at 145, like, I think, honestly, I mean, I'm excited about this Nate Diaz fight because I like watching them fight. I like watching Nate Diaz love fight. Nate. And, I, like and I love the attention he's getting. But if I was, if I was in Conor's camp... I mean, I understand that he's obsessed and he wants to get right back at it. I would say, go fight Frankie Edgar. Go fight Max Holloway. Mm -hmm. Have a rematch with Max Holloway. That shit would be epic. I agree. If Aldo, whoever Aldo does, you know, they mix it all up, fight a rematch with Aldo. Mm -hmm. Aldo's been talking mad shit about him. Mm -hmm. You know, I think Aldo genuinely, belie genuinely believes that he fucked up. And if he gets a hold of this dude this time, he can punish him. Which is awesome fight and awesome story. I want to see it. I want to see it. Connors can't think those fights are still going to be there if he loses Nate Diaz. I think oh, it takes some of the, it takes some a of the star lot, power the, away. The, a lot of the star power already got taken away. It's too much of a risk. It's this, way too much of a risk. The star power got taken away in that second fight. Not 100%. Not 100%. He's still the biggest draw. But he was... Uh, an assassin before that fight. Untouchable. Floyd Mayweather-esque. There was something going on. Like when he flatlined Aldo with one punch and then did it like it was nothing and smiled and, and I was talking to him in the interview and he's just saying, hey, you know, no power, like no power. Just just put it put it right where it's been. Never seen anything like it. Yeah, I mean, the way he gobbled up the pressure and the way he controlled the shit talking. This is the thing, Joe. We've, we've never had a guy of his capabilities and his mass appeal Go, man! I don't want to do this. Like everyone else is jumping through these hoops. I don't. I want to fucking train, man. This is ridiculous. I'm already big enough. We've never yeah. had a guy really do this. He's also a guy where I think if he wanted to, if he was involved with the UFC, let's say Dana, which would never happen. Cut goes, go do what the fuck you. I'm sick. You go do what you want. He could sell out a giant arena in Dublin against Dada Five Thousand every Saturday. <laughs> That's how powerful he is. That's what I think. literally make and just make more and more money. Well, I don't know about that because I think part of the excitement about him was building up to that Aldo fight. That was part of the man who would be king story was that he was going to fight the longtime king. And when he flatlined the longtime king, he reached this level of legendary popularity that, that it happens once in a hundred generations when it comes with fighters. Correct. There's this, there's this moment, this boom. How many guys reached that moment? Like when he flatlined Aldo with one punch... And then it There's was in none. 13 seconds and the whole world was like, he fucking did it. The answer he is He fucking none. did it. Yes. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. That was epic. But the luster gets taken off by the Nate Diaz fight. And if he loses to Nate Diaz, he's got a very good point that, you know, he can't lose because he wasn't given the right amount of opportunity to, to present or to, um, to prepare himself because he had to do all this press shit. Like right now, the Conor McGregor fan base and guys hugging his nuts which i might be one of them but he you know they're going well you know nate diaz is way bigger and mm -hmm. he kind of caught him off guard well all that mm -hmm. good and there's a little asterisk i guess if you're this connor guy well now if he loses again there's yeah. no more excuses we're kind of fucked there's no asterisk nate had 11 i'm not days saying that i'm saying it, you could you yeah. know what i'm saying i'm not saying there is nate straight up beat him with 11 days preparing sipping coronas on a boat and came and whipped his ass i thought nate was going to beat him just by, first of all, the size and length and deceptive boxing skills. That's what I, what I thought. You, I was like, you, this is going to be the first guy that Connor's ever fought that's been in wars with like 
legends. I mean, he's been in there with a lot of fucking super high level dudes. He's a monster, man. He's a monster. I'm like, this is a big, big fight. And this is not a fight you want to take, even if he's not ready on 11 days notice. You got to get ready for this dude. And his jujitsu is off the chain, man. His jujitsu is at a super high level. He's and he's bigger than Connor. There couldn't be a worse matchup right spars now. Spars with Andre Ward, and world champion, champion, and Joe Schilling on a regular basis. I know, man. And his so, brother Nick. I know. Gilbert Melendez, Jake Shields. No, like, no joke. No joke. Dangerous <sighs> fucking fight, man. It's horrible. It stresses me out. <laughs> it's a fucking but dangerous you know, fight. You know, but the guy who we're not talking about in all this is Nate Diaz. Because right. even though if Nate Diaz, and you guys can say whatever you want, UFC 200 is still going to be dope, I get that. That's all fun and dandy for the the absolute fans. If there's no Connor, Nate doesn't make the same payday. You're right. So he gets fucked, man. You're right. And I want to see a guy like the, the dues that Nate has paid. Mm-hmm. And remember, the Diaz brothers were the first guys to go, nah, fuck that, man. I don't think it should be done that way. And you got to appreciate that, mm-hmm. man. In a, in a land full of fucking sheep, they were the first kind of wolves to go, nah, fuck that, man. This ain't right. Well, they're also the first guys to put a ridiculous emphasis on extreme cardio. Yes. And it shows in their style. Yeah, I mean, like Nick doing marathons and triathlons. And uh, I was, it's funny, I, I keep quoting this, and Nick corrected me the other day. I said that he swam back from Alcatraz twice. He, he just corrected me the other day. He goes, five times now. It's fucking nuts. Five times. He swam from Alcatraz to the fucking mainland. They didn't think you could do that. They didn't think it was possible. That's why they put a prison there, because they didn't think people could swim. Well, this motherfucker is a stoner. And an athlete. He's don't, not even a prisoner. Don't fucking let... Don't lock that dude. I'm going to swim right the fuck out. He, uh, how crazy If you have a bunch of guys like him in prison. But how crazy are people these days? Dude, the, doing the, things for recreation. Oh, my God. The only the only guy who could bring Nate Diaz money is George St. Pierre. George St. Pierre. Yeah, now, I agree. Now, I think we might be getting honey-dicked if George St. Pierre does happen to just show up at UFC 200. It's like, wait a second. Well, George has openly said that he wants to go through a camp and decide whether or not he could do it at the end of it. He's done it. Did he go through the, the prep camp? That's what I heard. When did you hear this? You got the inside uh, scoop, dog. I mean, I, I, I know he's been training a shitload. And I know yeah. he, he doesn't care about belts or anything. He just wants to take the fight. You know what the holdup is? What? Reebok. That's awful. Oh. Well, you're George St. Pierre, sponsored by Under Armour. And then how many fights do you have? And Reebok's going to be like, yeah, here's whatever. 50 grand, where are these Reebok pumps? He's like, what the fuck? No, man, I'm George St. Pierre. So he's saying either the UFC has to make up for it in his purse or Reebok has to make up for it. So Whoa. I think it's a money thing right now. Really? That's what you hear? Are you, is this an inside scoop? I don't know, man. I think we just scooped the shit out of this I story. I don't know. That's what I hear. Well, I had been hearing rumblings of negotiations. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things you don't want to hope. You want to just wait. But also, He's I just... He's the only guy who can save the card. Well, he would He would most certainly save the card. Oh, my God. You know what would be crazy? Would be him and, and Connor. I mean that's fucking nuts. Him and Connor Madison Square Garden. What you would? There's not enough seats there. No, there'd be full of just fucking GSP versus. It'd look like the Oscars. It'd just be a crowd full of celebrities. Regular folk can afford the tickets, especially if you get angry GSP. GSP that wanted to punish BJ Penn. GSP. I think it's gonna be tough to bring him out. But yeah, didn't like you talking about Rush. You talking about Rush? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. He was a motherfucker. Oh, GSP was um, one of the weirder guys because he was such a nice guy at all times. But when guys fucked with him, there was this 
this switch that would go off in that head and he would go on seek and destroy mode and he was so good at it man when he fucked up bj Punished. he fucked up fitch you you watch those fights and you just go that is arguably the greatest welterweight of all time i agree i mean his ability to mix up the strikes and the takedowns we never knew what the fuck was going on his his constant victories and the scrambles you know, and the BJ fight too, where he was punishing BJ. He wanted to punish him, and when he when he beat him down, and didn't stop him, and then walked over to the wall and fucking punched it afterwards. That's the motherfucker like, that we need. Yeah. Now, does he come back, or do we get that that safe GSP? Because um, a safe GSP versus Connor, we're not. I'm not trying to see that. There's a lo- there's a long time gone. Who knows? Who knows? Isn't it where G- we're talking about GSP and BJ? I mean, BJ Penn's coming back too. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm excited to see what that looks like. BJ's fighting Dennis Seaver, and he's been at Jackson Winklejohn's camp for quite a while yeah, now. Man. So I'm assuming they're not letting him cut any corners. Oh, they're no. They're really running him through the real paces. Yeah, if, if you're at Jackson's, there's no cutting corners. If you do, you're just getting your ass mollywopped in there. You wouldn't be there that long. Right. You and get he, back on a plane and go home. And why would he? St- I mean, he's been living out there for yeah, a, quite a while now. From Hawaii to Albuquerque? Yeah. Geez, he yeah. better be pretty legit. GSP negotiating UFC return, but Reebok deal considers Roblox. Yeah, there's a story. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, man, I don't know. Just this whole thing bums me out. It's complicated. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, man, that that would be the 200 to end it. Well, I think you save him for Masking Square Garden. Fuck 200. Do you think that would be Nate versus GSP if Connor doesn't do the card? So Connor's not on the card anymore. Well, today he said, I'm down to fight. He even goes, I will fly to New York and do a press conference, but then i got to go back. So he's given a little wiggle room. I think it's time to drop the egos, come to an agreement, and save 200 and let Connor wait, fight you, Nate. Wait a minute. Is Brendan Schaub the reasonable one? How is this possible? Weird. Dude, how is this, this possible? fucking ketogenic diet. The keto kid. How He's super positive. Kid. Super He's clear-minded. Friendly. <laughs> I like everyone. All right. Sent Dana a text? Yeah, man. Uh, it's, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. We'll see if he can work it out. I hope so, man. We'll see. He's a fun guy, man. It's it's made it fun though. Stylistically, you can't pay for this though, publicity. stylistically, that's not that's Nightmare. not a good fight yeah, for him. I'm nervous for him. It's not a good fight for him. And I'm happy for Nate. Like I like both guys. I'm happy for Nate. He get he's finally getting the credit he deserves. He's coming yeah. out of his brother's shadow. Like we want this man to be announced to be determined. That is the the big fight. See that rest of the card. Don't get me wrong. There's some the phenomenal. Are you kidding me? Phenomenal fights. It's an amazing card. Look at this. Look what's on the card here. First of all, Aldo versus Edgar. I can't wait for that i can't wait for that i want to see what frankie can do now the new and improved frankie me too and then aldo i feel like has declined a little bit i think the chad mendez fight the second fight he didn't look as good as he had looked in the past and then obviously he's coming off of a big loss that's my favorite fight of all time it's a great fight and tate versus nunez come on son it's a needle mover yeah it's a fun one it's a needle mover in my mind my needle's moving right now. <laughs> my, my needle mind. always moves for Tate. Uh, <laughs> in my mind. In my, yeah, no, that's always, what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah, what we're yeah, talking yeah, about, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's a good fight. That's a very good fight. Nunez is super dangerous, especially in the early rounds. Hell yeah. She tends to tire a little bit. She tends to tire a little mm-hmm. bit. She blows it out. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, she's got some pop. She's got a serious right hand. Real dangerous Muay Thai. Then you got Travis versus Kane. That's a motherfucker Ooh. of a fight. For heavyweight, I mean, that's a motherfucker. <clears throat> Damn, that's interesting. The thing to me with Kane, it's like, at what point do all these injuries and him come back, at what point do we see him age? Yeah. Like, like, we've seen Rashad, right, come mm-hmm. back from injuries. 
Rashad doesn't look the same. There's sometimes when guys come back, you're like, ah, fuck, that's not the same guy anymore. At what point do we see Kane not come back? It's true. But Kane's a motherfucker. If he does come back, good luck. Yeah. But again, stylistic-wise, Travis Brown's a motherfucker for him. Great takedown defense. Obviously great at striking, and he's huge. He's a big boy. He's a Explosive big boy. too. Very fast. Very good striking. Long, wide base. Good footwork and movement. Mm. Hits hard. That's a good fight. It's a real I, good fight. I didn't think he looked great in the Mitrione fight. No, that wasn't the best fight for him. Uh, but neither was the... Um, the Arlovsky fight, that was a more disappointing fight, I think, well, for him. he got him. knocked out. Yeah. yeah. But, but it was but, also but like even the, the Travis way Brown it, went, one. it went down. Well, I mean, even in the Mitrione one, because we saw him for longer rounds, I was mm-hmm. like, nah, yeah. not crazy. And then you get a guy like Kane, man, you're talking about a different motherfucker. The Travis Brown Mitrione fight was just so unfortunate because the eye pokes. I agree. It was so fucking unfortunate. Matt was doing well in the first round, then we got poked in the eye. It was a little tough. It was bad, man. I mean, his eye was horrific. Oh, the way they handled the that whole thing fucked, Matt. Yeah. Well, he's got a lawsuit, doesn't he? Isn't I he, think didn't so. Didn't he fire yeah. a suit? And yeah. he should. But again, that's he's a tough... A I don't know how lawsuit. that fight even goes down if they go three rounds. I, I'm not saying Matt would have won that. Travis definitely won the fight. No, it was a great fight up until that moment. But whenever a guy gets poked in the eye, like the outcome is marred. Oh, when you're fighting a monster that. with one yeah. eye, it's going to be a tough fucking night. Yeah. But I, I tell you what, I, I, I don't mind Travis's shot here against Kane. I don't think he's that big of an underdog. And if he is, I don't know what the odds are, but, I mean, Travis has that one-punch knockout power in knees. Yeah, it's a, it's it, well, we really don't know how much, like you said, of a toll all these injuries have taken on Kane and the time off. I mean, we only saw him in that one fight with Verdum where we blamed it, and he did as well, on the lack of training at altitude, which makes sense. Look at my face right now. You don't you don't buy it? Fuck no. That's how many dick in its finest. You don't get to his level and be like, altitude. I got tired because altitude. Bitch, you knew for four months we're gonna be fighting at that altitude. But he's You're a world known champion for his cardio. Maybe he just overestimated his own cardio. Is that possible? You don't think anyone in his camp is like, yeah, that's pretty high up there. We should probably go early. Well, Javier said that it was his fault. He said I should have forced him to go early. You know, sometimes guys just don't want to leave. I think he man. just got beat by a better guy, man. Could be that too. I don't too. buy that shit. Could be that too. He definitely looked tired. I mean, but he's, he's but one he, of the greatest of all time. 100%. Just had an off night. Well, Verdum is a big dude. He's tall and long, and his striking has come a long way, and his jiu-jitsu is the best in the business. He's, he's also the, the worst matchup guy. for Kane, I he's think. Stylistic-wise, he's a bad matchup. You tans- he just you got take beat. Him, yeah, you take him down, you're going to get strangled. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. And he's also not going to knock him out, so you got to force it. And Verdum can jump to guard, jump half guard. It's a, fuck it. it's a horrible f- matchup for him. So, yeah, he lost. Who cares? Yeah, I'm, I'm really bummed out that we didn't get a chance to see the rematch. I really wanted to see that rematch. You're going to see it after this. Maybe. If, yeah, it's a Who big maybe. Who the fuck maybe. knows? A I huge agree. maybe. It's a huge this, maybe. This is a huge maybe. Huge maybe. And you know what, man? When I saw that fight, I went, tough fight for Kane. And Stipe is a tough fight for anybody, man. Stipe is going to fight uh, Verdum. That's a tough fight for Verdum. Stipe's no fucking joke, man. He's no joke. Him and, yeah, no joke. They the, the, the odds are stacked against him flying down to Brazil and fighting Verdum. Yeah, the odds are stacked against him. That's a tough him. place to fight. But he's a geared-up dude. He's ready to rock. And, you know, coming off of that big one-punch knockout of Overeem or of um, uh, Arlovsky, he looked good in that fight. He looked great. He looked good, and he looked angry. I'm a stupid like fan. He's got momentum behind him. Good dude, I'm, too. I'm looking forward to seeing that. And he will go to war. We saw that in that five-round fight with Dos Santos. With J- JDS. I mean, he he took Junior Dos Santos to the edge. That was a fun fight. That was a wild-ass fight. a great fight. It could have went either way. It could have went either way. So I think that he's right up there, and I think that's a really interesting fight. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. But put up that card again, because there was some other shit that we wanted to talk about. Look at this one. Musasi yep. and Brunson. 
People didn't bring that up. Your boy Hendricks needs a win so bad. God dog. Yeah, he does, man. And that's a tough fight, too, man. Kelvin is uh, going to be coming at him, guns blazing. Because well, he lost to Magny last mm-hmm. fight. And then also Hendricks getting stopped by Wonderboy is going to charge Kelvin up. True. I mean, Kelvin's like, great fights, fleet, man. too, man. He's very fleet of foot, you know? He's got excellent footwork. It's real, a tough matchup, man. Right if, if, if fucking Johnny comes with his A game, mm-hmm. it's a rough night for Kelvin, I think. Yeah, well, it could be. Or who knows, man. Kelvin could realize that he's got to bring it up to 10 constantly in camp and reach his full potential and that this is an opportunity to really erase the Magni fight and to get a victory over a former world champion. I mean, that's gigantic. Then look at this. You got Diego Sanchez and Joe Lozon. Got that throwback, son. We call oh. that throwback Thursday matchup. This is the better fucking clean the canvas special. I agree. going to be some blood in this fight. Some, some it's chaos. Early, it's early, too, so all those <laughs> other guys are going to have to walk around that blood. I used to hate that yeah. when there's a bloody fight before and there'll be blood on the mat. And, you know, when you're you when you first get in, you take that flap around the mm-hmm. octagon. I'm like, God damn it. Well, you know what they do during the Fox fights? They spray paint over the blood. Tight move. Like Dude, gray. it's gross. We're sitting there doing the commentary and talking about some stuff, and they're spraying like full bore paint booth, like doing a Chevelle <laughs> ten <laughs> feet from yeah. us. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. That, that's like that blood sport when there's blood. He's like scraping yeah. the mat, and then the next guy comes out. Dude, they spray paint it. They walk around and spray paint over the blood, and you're like, "Are you fucking shitting me?" And everybody, like the the um, like, <laughs> the camera guys, are covering their faces with shirts and I feel walking like there away. Has to be a better solution. Well, it's probably illegal. 100%. Like you have to have masks on and yeah, stuff man. for that shit. You can't just blow it into Second-hand the crowd. There's fifteen thousand people sitting in the audience. They're like, "Well, what's really important is we deny what we're involved with." That is so weird. Let's do a little spray paint on this blood. We don't want to see any blood. <laughs> Blood's inside of everybody. We need blood to stay alive. That and is sometimes weird. it's a bloody business, but we don't want to look at it. That is weird. Yeah, they're like airbrushing nipples over there. Stop <laughs> it! Stop it! Did you say that's only on? Fox or on pay-per-view or it happens all the time. Oh, it's only on Fox. It's only on Fox. Yeah, they would never do it on pay-per-view. The UFC knows exactly what it's selling. For sure. Yeah, they're not scared of some blood. Matter of fact, some people like it. Fox shouldn't be scared of it either, man. No, you got in bed with fighting. Blood's going to happen. You got in bed with the most exciting sport in the fucking world. It's happened. There's a little bit of blood. Don't worry about it. And during Fox fights, I'm not supposed to talk about blood as much. I'm supposed to take it down a notch. I was supposed to not imagine. I feel like they fucked up See, there's a little thing in me that goes, yeah, I do the blood, fucking go. Well, it's, I shouldn't, I mean, there's no need to exaggerate it, and there's no need to dwell on it, but if it's overwhelming. What if there's a cut on the guy's eye, right. and you're like, that blood's fucking crazy. Well, it also, I, the descriptives that I, this is what I believe, the descriptives that I use during a fight have to match how I feel about the moment. That gives me... I'm, I'm giving a better, better narrative of what I think is going on in the fight. When I see Diego Sanchez's face hanging off of his head as he's chasing after Martin Campman, and I say, this looks like a scene from a horror movie. That's because that's what it really feels like to me. And if I don't say that, it's probably not, I'm not doing my job as well. You're doing the fans a disservice. You're also not, I mean, that's why we love listening to Joe Rogan. If you start but he can't fucking do it honey dicking. Fox doesn't want that. No, you're going to do it. Fox no, you're going to do it. going to wear a condom. <laughs> I have to wear a condom. condom this is Fox. Yeah. Everybody's. 
Joe, we need you in a tuxedo and a condom. <laughs> have, we, have we worn our Fox condom? <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Hey, look, at, and it's not, a, not anti-Fox. I'd love that they have the UFC on. I think it's amazing. Oh, it's great for the sport. I just think you got to stop spray painting me. Stop yeah, making me breathe Joel. that shit yeah, in. Come on, and the Doug. poor camera guys, camera guys five feet in front of me. He's taking he was, that he's shit. He's taking it right in the face. He has to. Yeah, man. Uh, I Not see lawsuits coming. Uh, <laughs> no, why would the lawsuits come? Well, if, nobody in 10 died, years, if someone's fucking... Prove it. Prove Listen, it. Just don't prove do it, it anymore. Just don't do it anymore. Do, you it, do it like they did in elementary. You remember when a kid threw up and then that weird janitor came with that orange substance? Yeah. It was like, whatever. Well, I guarantee it's like shit the rest of the day. I guarantee you there's health codes. I guarantee you. You can't just spray paint in a room filled with people with no ventilation. Dude, no one's seen Bloodsport? Hire some fucking <laughs> dude, just goes out there between the rounds and scrubs the mats. Yeah, but that's not good for the crowd. The crowd doesn't want to see that. Fuck the crowd right now. The Let's crowd get knows that dude in there. They're frauds, though, when you start spray painting the mat. The they're spray- watching it. They I didn't, agree. They didn't put up a curtain. What's going on behind the curtain? I no agree. one knows. What's that smell? <laughs> no one knows. We have no idea. Fucking gray smoke is in the air. Everyone's coughing. <laughs> Fighters, like, <laughs> we were coughing. Fuck? I actually got away from the desk i put my headphones down and i backed away from the desk i'm like what the fuck man i'm healthy bitch i'm the keto kid i'm the keto kid too you (laughs) son of a bitch dude you don't think they could hire like some i don't know former fighter with fucking cte just to scrub the mask and when he comes out everyone goes yeah like he's a celebrity (laughs) then he has sponsors on his shirt and shit and he's scrubbing the mats this is like uh ben stiller's character in that movie um tropic thunder like like you could see like him (laughs) having played a guy like this in a movie sure man (laughs) shit has gone bad if you're doing that that's awful. Can you imagine if they had former fighters cleaning the octagon and waving to the crowd with broken hands? Oh, my God. Holy, is that Junie Browning scrubbing the mat? It sure oh. is. It sure is. Yeah, there's certain things that we, we, we have to maintain a certain level of empathy oh, and, for sure, and care. And, and it's just like certain people can't have that job. No, no. Once you're an all-time great, you cannot... Oh, no, you can't, yeah, do, you can't you, do that. You can't even interview for the job. Yeah. I can't have you. But you could do it if you wanted to, though. Like, if everybody knew you were okay. Like what if, if Randy, you just had, like, a super fan? Like, if Randy Couture <laughs> decided in between fights he was going to help, squ- you know, scrub the, the mat. On and he looked shirt? up at everybody and he waved. And Randy's in great health, you know. Fuck he looked yeah. at everybody, waved to everybody, and then got down and showed everybody, hey, he's not too big you for cleaning the blood. That. He could do it if he wanted to do no, it. No, people would start crying in the stands. No, like, no, no, no. Is that the natural? No, Fuck, man. because he's he but, has overalls on, like <laughs> <laughs> knee pads. <laughs> start scrubbing the mat and shit. But what I'm saying is, he's still successful right now. It's not like he's down in the dumps, and everybody knows he's doing movies. He's always doing the depend ex- dependables. The expendables. <laughs> Better name. <laughs> the expendables. Dependables. I mean, everybody Makes knows sense. he's doing well, so it wouldn't be you wouldn't wor- you would say he's just doing it to show he's not above cleaning the blood off. The mat. Fuck no, how dare you? He's a national treasure, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You can't have Randy Couture. You need, hear me out here, like Dada 5000 in oh, that bitch. Oh, you better Just like stop everyone's right like, now. yeah. I think this is racist. I'm not sure. What? Just because he's scrubbing the mats? You can't have Randy do it. I'll do it. If, if Randy does that job, I will fuck that. Give me that brush. You'll do it too? I will rush okay. in there and save the day. I would do it as well. I feel like it's I, Randy Couture, like man. How dare you take, take it to Randy Couture? I was just saying Randy could do it because he's that humble. Because his stature. Yeah, because he's of his stature, because he's still... He, well, first of all, if you hear him talk, you would never think, other than looking at his cauliflower ear, you know, you would never think that Randy Couture had a lifetime of fighting. No, he beat the game. 
He's killing it. Crazy. Yeah. And it's not like, Handsome devil, too. And it's not like he didn't lose by knockout a few times. I no, mean, fought yeah. a heavyweight. I mean, he got yep. TKO'd by Brock Price. Oh, well. Leota Machida knocked him out with a flying front kick out. in his last fight. Remember? Jumping front kick oh, in remember. the face. So that was Leoto. Um, I mean, he had been knocked out by Chuck. Lesnar. Bad. Lesnar. Lesnar was a TKO. But Chuck was bad, man. Chuck, really bad. Chuck torqued his head. Yeah. So, you know, there was two Chuck fights where he lost by knockout. Right? Yeah. Either way, he Randy beat Chuck once. <laughs> he beat Chuck once. And beat then Chuck once. beat him twice. twice. Correct. I mean, so anyway, my point is, Randy talks perfect. Mm. When you hear him talk... He's smiling and he seems happy. There's he, a couple guys like it. So does Tito Ortiz. He speaks pretty well. Tito, Tito always had like a little bit of anxiety on mm-hmm. camera that like would fuck him up. Like there's those classic videos of Tito when he was doing the affliction stuff. But that's I'm, well, not, I'm not saying he's fucking Bob but that's Costas. Just, that's just anxiety. That's no, I'm just saying is. he speaks well. Like, yes. If you have a conversation oh, with yeah, him, there's yeah, no brain There's nothing trauma. wrong with him. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, good point. And, um, you know, there's a lot of other guys that have been around for a long time that they don't have anything wrong with them. You know, there's a lot of guys mm-hmm. that made it through and you talk to them and they seem absolutely fine. Have you seen that movie Concussion? No. That shit will make you question what you're doing with your life. Really? I watched it on a plane before Brian and I had one of our live firing the kids and it fucked me up, man. Wow. Bad. Really, really? bad. Mm-hmm. Crazy. How much of it is based on reality, and how much of it is a dramatic? I looked. I looked into it afterwards. I mean, uh, you know, obviously for the movies they exaggerate stuff, but as far as the guys dying and the head trauma stuff like that, that's all real, man. And and the NFL hiding stuff—that's all real. That's why the lawsuit. That's why all the NFL guys are the lawsuit because they went, "Oh no, that's all fake. It's not true. Uh, There's no brain trauma caused by football." And they hit all this thing, and by this doctor finding this stuff and trying to reveal reveal it, they were trying to fuck him over, man. It's nuts. And that's all real. All real. See, that's where it's crazy because the NFL is still in business. Oh. Is this guy still around? They can't get any bigger. Yeah, the doctor, he's still around. He's still around. Yeah, but he didn't want to be involved in the NFL. They offered him a full-time gig to help him out, and he's like, nah, man. Wow. I need to watch it so I know exactly. You need to watch it. It's fucking intense, man. I watched it. I was like, fuck. Look, foot, football's dangerous. I got Super. done, and I just looked at Brian. Brian goes, what's wrong? And I went, I'm fucked. Brian started laughing. He goes, what are you talking about? I went, I watched Concussion, man. He goes, no, you haven't done that much. Like, well, 20 don't years of listen football. To me. Don't ever listen to Brian. Oh, I know. If you ever think that something might be wrong, <laughs> go never go to out. Brian. Because Brian will tell you you're fine. It's, ah, the house burned down, but it's because, you know, it's still the place where the house sleep was. on it. You camp. You're going camping for a few years. <laughs> That's Brian. That's why you love him, man. But yeah, man, it uh, that movie a fucking. Some guys have made it through even uh, Super Bowl careers, but it's not a lot. The, the The problem is when they when they test former football players for CTE, an alarming number show signs of CTE, like a, an alarming number. My only question is, what do you think was going to happen? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think we knew it to this degree, but at the same time, like when I would run face first into another <laughs> giant man, I'm like, God, I can't be healthy for my brain. No. You know, but like the way they talk about a concussion is if you put like a uh, like an apple in a, a water bottle and you shake it like there's water in there. That's like your brain where most like, uh, you know, those rams that headbutt each other mm-hmm. like a woodpecker. They have mechanisms in their head that absorb that shock. 
humans don't. Right. So when we run into each other, your brain is smacking against this wall because we're not meant to do that. Right. We're not meant to punch each other in the face and run into each other with helmets on. We're just not built for that. No, we haven't, we haven't really developed the ability to absorb punishment. Or if we had that ability, we lost it. Yes. That's possible, too. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at Neanderthals, they were built very different than us. You know, they, they were very short and thick. I think they only were like a little bit over five feet tall and they weighed more than 200 pounds. They Jesus. Had big ass bones, big thick bones. They had bigger brains than ours too. So they were built different, you know, and they, and they were just dealing with shit all the time. When they find them, they're always finding ones with broken bones and fucking spear points lodged in their spine. Real, oh, yeah. That's a day in the life of a caveman. It's not, not a good time. But, but like, our brains today, like this body today. Just like, floating. Well, also you see like people are becoming... They seem like, like if you if you look at people's like bone structure in comparison to, obviously Neanderthal, which is a different species, but some people retain some percentage of Neanderthal DNA. But you would assume that as people go further and further away from the ancient hominids, the ancient monkeys and stuff, we're getting softer and weaker. You Become know, pussies. Getting, yeah, we're becoming more and more more pussies. softer for sure. But yeah, we're involved in. Like, football is the biggest sport in the, well, definitely the biggest sport in the country. Not the biggest sport in the world, obviously. By far biggest in the country, though. By far the biggest in the country. They own two days. They own Monday and Sunday, which is nuts. Not only that, when when there's a Super Bowl, it's a fucking, almost a national holiday. Super Bowl Sunday is like, everybody knows it. Everybody knows Super Bowl Sunday. Everyone. It's that big, like, the World Series can come and go and people might miss it. But they don't miss Super Bowl Sunday. Never. But you know what's weird? Talking about, you know, those Nathandrals, the cavemen, how they're big. Yeah. Yeah, so... NFL players are actually getting bigger, though. The athletes getting bigger and yeah. faster and stronger. Like they're getting way bigger. Yeah, like a three hundred pound lineman in nineteen eighty eight. It was like, damn, that's a big boy. Now yeah. it's like three hundred. Bitch, get out of here. You better go step your game up. Yeah, I wonder what that is. Might be Yeah. What are they testing for? Do they test for uh, shit in the NFL? Yeah, but you know, usually it's it's once a year. Once a year. It depends. Unless you're unless you if unless you've been caught before, then you're in a program where you're getting tested all the time. But why would they catch them? Why would they try to catch them? Like what are they trying to prove? Because you're an idiot. I agree. What are they well, trying you got, to prove? Same thing. Yeah, sports. The this sport is safe. Look, we're testing everyone. Shit, but that doesn't. That just makes you recover slower. You know, it's it's a weird dynamic. Man. It is a weird dynamic because you want people to be gigantic, dude. No one talks for being. No gigantic. one talks about this, and I, I know you know the WWE fans are fucking ruthless, but. How many WWE athletes die? Like, China just died, what, last night, two nights ago? Remember yeah. the big girl China? She yeah. just died. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's kind of alarming, because there's not a ton of them, right? But when they get older, they die. What did China die from? I don't know. I think she was, uh, how old was she? She died in her house. She, 45, I believe. 45? Yeah. Not that old. She was on uh, Fear Factor. Really? Yeah. Before she was big, or like as a no, celebrity? No, she was big, man. She was a celebrity. Yeah. What's she doing on there? She did some gross shit. Eating, like, snails and But she did one thing, and after she got out of this thing, she goes, Who's the man? Oh, fuck. She flexed. She made the the least sexy thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, she wasn't trying to be sexy. I'm just saying, as me. Victorious. (laughs) Victorious. Who's the man? She went into porn. You remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. As She-Hulk Triple X. Yeah, that was, whoa. Well, I know the title. No idea. Don't ask. Well, I think when people don't have a whole lot of options, they start getting real desperado and they don't know what to do. That know? would be El Desperado doing yeah. She-Hulk triple X. Yeah. Oh, is this her? Oh, that's you and uh, that's you and her, son. Look at her muscles. Look how skinny I am. I feel like she would have fucked you up back then. I'll fuck her up. 
<laughs> You're too quick and Rest light. in peace. <laughs> That's sad, though, man. So let's find out what happened. Was it pills? They don't know. They don't. I'm trying was, to find it out. They don't she know, was man. Super nice, man. Real friendly. She was a real nice person. Yeah, she she followed me on nice, Twitter. Nice to everybody. Like on the set and everything like that. That's like, a bummer, man. But I think it's a conversation to have. Like, the substance they put in their bodies, and mm-hmm. you look at their schedule, be on the road 300 days a year, constantly falling uppers, downers. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I know well, it's not a legit. A I know it's not pain. a legit sport compared to the NFL, UFC stuff, and NBL or yeah. all that stuff. But it's, you got to talk about it, yeah. Because uh, these guys are passing away, but there's no, there's no regulatory. Like, no one's f- making sure. There's no commission. Well, they're certainly athletes, but I think a lot of people think of them as athletes more of like a Cirque du Soleil yes. type thing, like they're doing a performance. Yeah. Then they think of them as competitors in a sport, so mm-hmm. they don't look to try to regulate it or change it. They look at it as sort of like an entertainment thing these people are doing. No, I, you know yeah. what I'm saying. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. But they're taking some performance enhancing supplements that a lot of the pro athletes are taking even more oh, yeah. so i think because oh, their yeah. schedules are way crazier oh yeah no doubt so when they pass away i think there has to be some sort of plan in place i think you know well the like problem when I saw is she died i was like god damn well, the problem one. is she hasn't worked for them in a long time that's one and the second thing is if she was doing pills or she was abusing any other substances they're not really responsible for that like we don't we don't know how much of what she was doing she was doing just because she was into recreational drugs there was obviously some steroids involved. I'm, I'm referring to the steroids, Joe. Oh, you think that did it to her? I think it was a pill thing. I, I don't know. Pill I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I think I'm pretty sure she overdosed, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm not saying she overdosed on testosterone or something. No, no, I'm no, just no, saying no, no, no. What no. they she do was, with their was, bodies? She was yeah. on pain pills. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm pretty positive. That's what they're saying, right? A lot of people were saying that, yeah, right? I, I, she was on a opium gym not too long ago. She had just came back from Japan, where I think she'd been living for the last couple of years. Oh, teaching English. Yeah, doing just getting away from the craziness of America. She was just coming back to get back into life and entertainment. And Damn. She was found dead after not talking to anybody for six days or something like that. Is what she went dark. <sighs> that sucks, man. Fucking. I just think it's something to look into with the WWE guys. It's a discussion to fucking have, at least. Well, I'm sure they must be having it. It's a giant organization. You don't They're think we should have aware. had it after Chris Benoit? Again, there's one of those guys who goes off the rails like that and does something horrific. And you got to wonder, like, was that in that guy anyway? Did he have issues already? Did it have something to do with wrestling? Did it have something to do with substance abuse? Concussions? concussions? They get a shitload of concussions. It could be a lot of different factors. I agree. It's definitely something to look into, but it's... It's so rare that someone goes that far off the rails like he did. Oh, I agree. I'm you know? just saying let's look at what they're doing to their bodies and have a discussion about it may- to maybe to make it safer so to prevent it from happening. That's it. I'm well, not saying it's an you... epidemic. I'm just saying I don't know how you these could. Guys are what are you, fucked. Captain Savaho over here trying to save everybody? <laughs> <laughs> people want to do flips off the top rope? <laughs> Possible overdose or natural death. Were that hey, okay. natural at 46? No one finds that fishy? That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Dead on her bed after receiving a call for... Oh, okay. Let's just... We don't need to read all the rest Redondo. of this. She's it's a very a nice person. Yeah. So rest in peace. I know. Buns me China. Up. Nice lady. Hey, uh, let's at least get it on a good note. How about your boy uh, Ben Henderson going for the triple crown? Bellator, yeah. WC, UFC belt. And Say what? No one's talking about it. Not nothing. Who is he fighting? He's fighting this Russian cat, and I wish I could remember his name. I've even trained with him, so I'm even bigger prick for that. But uh, it's a tough fight for Ben. He's beat better guys, but it's a tough. It's not a walk in the park. It's just weird that no one's bringing it up at all. See, that's the disadvantage of signing with Bellator. Yeah, because imagine, imagine if he was doing this in the UFC, he'd be fucking everywhere. But it's 
Oh, Korshkov. Um, well, you know what's interesting is um, I don't even. I mean, I don't. I don't watch half of the Bellator ones. I don't even watch half of them. I know. I know the. Probably pretty good fights. I watch them if the if they're the major ones. Like obviously, I watch Ben, yeah. Phil, King Mo, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys that I like. But I'm like, what is missing? What is missing from even drawing me in? I mean, I almost feel like detached from it because I feel insulted by the freak show element. Me too. I, I feel, feel like insulted. it was a slap in my face. Like, I feel I'm like, like, dude, you set us back, man. I feel like a dummy for watching. Me it. too. Really? Right? I agree. Yeah. Whereas, I like, I don't feel like that if I watch Glory or if I watch anything else or if I watch One FC. I don't feel like that. I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting shit on. Like you're putting together nonsense. This might sound weird to say. I almost feel like I'm cheating on the UFC when I watch and I talk about. It. I'm like, ooh, really? Is that weird? Yeah. I think it's good to have competition. I think it's important. I so, agree. They have the ways to go. They do, but they, they Ben's a good step. They in didn't the right have direction. to though. They didn't have to. If they if they did the right thing and promoted it the right way, they went for like big ratings on a couple of these weird fights, which the UFC did too, sort of. In the early 2000s, oh, early like when days. Tank Habit came back. Yeah. I mean, there was a few of those times, you know? You had to do that back yeah. when you mean, started. They did some fights back then that were, in comparison, silly. But people right? didn't consider a sport really right. back then. It was coming along. Correct. Was, but the sport's already established now. And so they're taking advantage of these old veterans like uh, Hoist and Ken Shamrock and having that fight. And it's going to draw in the casual, nostalgic viewer that remembers UFC 1, and they're going to go and they're going to watch it. There's no s- sustainability with that. It's just no, not there. There's no sustainability. And the other problem is that for whatever reason, I don't know what the reason is, you're not hearing a lot of noise about their champs, you know, and you kind of should. It's weird. Will Brooks is a bad motherfucker. A Michael bad Chandler's motherfucker. a bad motherfucker. bad motherfucker. They got some great fighters over there. Patricky Pitbull's a bad motherfucker. Monsters, man. Very good fighters. So it just seems like whatever they've done wrong. Ben Ben was on ESPN. Well, that's good. He was on ESPN talking about I'm it. glad they're giving it some press. Look, th- they definitely need, like the UFC could use competition, and I think it would boost the sport, where it would make the sport bigger. I just don't think that Bellator in its current state is competition. They're no. taking a lot of fighters that are past their prime, except for Benson. Benson going over there is the biggest coup, I Phil. think. Phil's big. Phil's not past his prime. No, but Phil had been beaten soundly by Rumble. He did have that really good fight against Glover. He beat Glover. He beat Machida. That's he true. Beat some well, the Machida dudes. fight was super, super close. Still though, he's yeah. still a win. Yeah. He beat Gustafson. That's true. He, he strangled him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, he. But the thing about Phil is Phil. Phil isn't a guy. Phil's fighting style isn't a guy where you're like, I have to fucking see this. You say that, but in Bellator, he looked fucking sensational. He looked like a destroyer. Amazing. He won by stoppage. Amazing. And, he, and maybe he's off to another, a, a new start. Maybe he recognizes the urgency of being in a new organization. Oh, he's one of the best fighters in the world. And going over there, I think you know he was the first guy to do it. I remember texting him going, you got some motherfucking balls. Good luck, mm. man. You know, And he's like, yeah. he texted me, I'm so scared. Like, hell yeah. yeah, man! It's scary. It's paying off, right? Because where's that now? Yeah. yeah. And now Ben Henderson. And you got Mitrione. Mitrione's a little mm-hmm. older, but at least at heavyweights, Mitrione could be champion. So those are three completely legit guys that they've acquired. You need a stable. Yeah. Well, it would have been interesting if they got Fedor. It would have been interesting. Well, yeah. Fedor's playing grab ass, and he's fighting uh, Maldonado. Maldonado. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that's I, all I, about. I, I might be wrong on this. You might have to look it up, Jane. I think it's on Fight Pass. What is? Fedor might be on Fight Pass, I thought, that fight. Really? Versus Maldonado? Ryzen or Risen is on Fight Pass. Come on. Am I crazy here? I'm making shit up. Really? I don't know. 
this ketogenic diet. It's just my <laughs> brain on another <laughs> level. <sighs> it would be funny if you really nailed it. Um, but the, he's been saying lately that he's been in talks with the UFC. It's, and I think he would give it a good go because you look at the state of the heavyweight division. Everyone's old as fuck. Don't a bunch think, of fossils. But don't you think they put him immediately with Verdum? I like that matchup. I like that matchup too, but I think you have to do it that way, right? Fuck yeah. You can't yeah. toss him like some young dude. But what young dude do we even have? We don't have one. No, we don't really have a lot of... Uh... I couldn't name one. But I'm saying for him, like, there's a resurgence of all these older fighters. Look at Rothwell, Arlovsky, mm-hmm. fucking Hunt, yeah. Frank Merrick, he just lost. But the, all these guys are old as fuck. Mm. Dude, Fedor, there's hope, my man. He can still do it. You never know, man. With that I mean, skinny fat bill just fucking dudes up. If he still has that motivation. You uh, know. And there's drug testing now. I'm not saying he did what something. What are you trying I, to say, bro? I hate to piss on the pride days, but I'm oh. just saying it ain't the wild, wild west. We have to see your dick this time. Yeah, we don't know. We're just speculating. I'm just saying. It is totally guys possible. Guys look different. Yeah. Fights guys are look different. different. Does he look different? Well, he doesn't weight train anymore. No, he, let me know what steroids you're taking because I would never touch him. Because <laughs> physically, I'm going for looks here. <laughs> but he got he got thicker again before his uh, most recent comeback. Like There was all sorts of posts about it uh, online. I saw some photos of him training, and he looked thicker. Back to the old days, like throwing around logs and shit. He looked bigger. Pretending there were kettlebells but and he, shit. He definitely looked like he had been doing some weightlifting because there had come a time in his career where it looked like the weightlifting days were over. I agree. Like the early days, he was way thicker and bigger. And then uh. as he got older, he concentrated more on skills and less on strength and conditioning. And that's not him. Yeah, I think well, you, I think you need both. I think, especially you this know? day and age, but when he was fighting, <sighs> fuck, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. I think he just put a lot of emphasis on his striking in particular and his ability to explode with combinations. If you go like to the Tim Sylvia fight, the speed of combinations that he was hitting guys with. And his hips? Yeah. The power in his hips? Mm-hmm. It's insane, man. Yeah. I, dude, I think he has a legit shot shot to do some work in the heavyweight division. Now, if you're his age and you come back to 55, 70, you're fucked. Yeah. But his age at heavyweight? Hell yeah, son. Well, what uh, age is he? 36? No, he has to be at least 38, 39, right? Fedor? We'll find out. If H- I, him versus Barnett or something? Throwback, son? I honestly don't think he's that old. No? Man. I don't think he's that old. 39. 39? Wow, interesting. I'm telling you, this ketogenic diet, that's my brain firing, son. Dude, it's like pulling old shit out. UFC offered Fedor <clears throat> Emelianenko more money than Ryzen probability to fight inside the octagon very high. Whoa. Holy shit. That would be intense. Why is he have boxing gloves on there? Because he's fucking people. Are those up. boxing gloves? No, those are, are just those big weird? ass. Affli- those are affliction. Where really? they're all big, yeah. Oh, wow. They're huge. Are those, are are those affliction? Yeah, those eh. are affliction, nah, son. It's just, they, look, they look a lot bigger than they do. Yeah, they do. It's the wraps. Yeah. Dude, can you imagine... This is almost hard to say. Can you imagine Fedor in a Reebok kit walking the octagon? <sighs> I might buy that Reebok kit. If it was white and red, would you? Fedor on the back. Fedor? Oh, be the first kit I buy, son. <laughs> be fucking dope. Or I'd just make my own. I'd wear a Fedor shirt for sure. Fuck yeah. I used to wear a Crow Cop security shirt. Did you really? Oh, Where'd before you get I it? fought him. I bought it online from like Croatia. It came like nine weeks later and it was too small, but I still rocked it. Like my belly hung out underneath it, but I was like, fuck it. No one really knew who he was. I used to train that thing all the time. How weird was it getting a call to fight that guy after that? So weird. Might be the best call I've ever had in my life. 
Well, it was the best, one of the best results you ever had in the octagon. Yeah, might be the best, Joe. After that, if someone said, hey, man, let's just kind of move on from here. I'm like, all right. If you showed me a crystal ball, all right. <laughs> uh, it's all right from here, but I'll just move on. What do you think of OSP and John Jones? Um, I think OSP, he's an explosive guy, but, man, John's just too smart, too long to get caught. I think mm-hmm. uh, it's a good... I hate saying this because OSP is such a good athlete and he's ranked in the top 10 or whatever, but it's a good tune-up fight for John. Wow. I, I know it's fucked up. Well, the but number six light heavyweight is a good tune-up fight for you. Light heavyweight is struggling, son. Well, sort of, but not really. It's like there's so much possibility there. In the like, top first, five. Yeah. What Glover just did to Rashad, holy shit, man. That, that was hard to watch. It was hard to watch because, you know, Rashad was super tentative and was on the outside. It was moving away from Glover, and Glover just closed the distance and closed the like lights. A, like the Terminator. Oh. There, couldn't, I'm, there couldn't be a worse matchup for Rashad. Like, I just Glover. wish, and I get it, man. People are like, well, fighters fight. I get that, man. But Rashad's stage in his career, sometimes you got to have a manager go, dude, Glover's a fuck. He does everything better than you right now. Let's figure something else out, bro. What's, I mean, you win this one. Are you going to fight for the title? Probably not. I think he's got to take wh- whoever he can. You know, look, so look what we got here. This is what I want to see. Oh, Anthony Johnson and Glover. Come on, Fuck. son. What? Especially after what? Glover called for it. That's the please. best fight in the UFC right now. Yes, please make that happen. If there's one and fight that could get me to go to a UFC fight, it'd be that. And by the way, I don't know who the fuck to bet on. Me neither. How about that? Me neither. That shit could be chaos in both directions. I think if goes past the first round glover takes over maybe but, but that first round's gonna be a motherfucker that first round is like one of those scenes in a movie where where like a building explodes and you have to run through the rubble without a hit you in the yeah, head son like you got a, a minefield to navigate when you're fighting rumble that's like one mistake if that one fight doesn't another. get you crunk you uh. fucking you're an idiot and is Gustafson retiring? Like, I've been hearing that Gustafson doesn't want to fight him. Yeah, anymore. like, he, he, I saw an interview he did where he's saying he's, like, lost the passion for it. So he came to San Diego hoping he could find it, and I'm yeah. not sure if he did. But wow. when you start talking like that, I want you to look at the top three. Because Glover, Anthony, and John Jones will rip your dick off, and they want this more than anything. Yeah. So it's probably time to maybe give it up. It's interesting that Bader, well, I guess Bader beat Ovin St. Prue, so he should be ranked above him. True. And then Rashad, Shogun's still in the mix, huh? Dude, At eight. you're crazy if you think light heavyweight's good. That's just well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that keto gets me another level. I didn't mean to say shit. <laughs> it is. Though, it is. Look, <gasps> hey, past six. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. Well, Ovens, um, Rashad, Shogun, Jimmy Manoa. Jimmy Manoa is a guy. Jimmy Manoa is a guy that just was not in martial arts that long before he was fighting top level guys at the MMA. Who are you telling? He's a sick athlete with ridiculous power. And I just feel the game's like, changed. Yeah, no one gives a fuck because now you have real fighters go what. You're fast. Get punch out power. That's cool. I'm well, just gonna take you down. He fought Rumble, man. Oh. When he fought Rumble, well. Gustafson stopped him before the Rumble fight in a very important fight. To- Why do they do him like that? <laughs> here's Rumble, here's Gustafson. Yeah, God damn luck. it. I know. Is God it damn a it. Double whammy of death. <laughs> you're fighting a guy that's boxing you up from another zip code. <laughs> and you're just like, fuck, and I then, can't get a break. Welcome to the UFC, bitch. And then you fight Rumble. Dude's got literal nuclear weapons Bro, tied to the end of his hands. They got Shogun and Little Nog in the top 10. 
That's a hard sell. Especially, especially <laughs> yeah. little little nog is a hard sell as a top ten guy, and that's a that's a good argument. That that but there's division. no one. Yeah, there's no like you look at the you look at the heavier divisions, mm-hmm. and like at heavyweight. I mean, there's fun matchups. Everyone's old as fuck though, really, man. And then you look at light heavyweight. There's not a lot going on outside the top five. And in the top five, Alexander doesn't know if he wants to do it anymore. Mm. It's very important. Yeah, very very good point. But why it, do you think that, Joe? Why do you think these bigger athletes aren't gravitating towards mixed martial arts well i don't know if it's that or if it just comes in waves you know i think sometimes you have a guy like john jones and they create a bit of a bottleneck because they're so good and we can't forget about cormier of course so just in that alone you've got john jones and cormier cormier is as good as anybody in the world oh you got anthony johnson who can knock out a tree you got glover you got gustafson and who knows what could or couldn't happen this weekend with ovin st prue you know the guys on that list, when I'm looking at them, I'm like, well, these are there's you've got at least one, two, three, four, five, yeah, six legit guys, six legit world beaters, six legit. But you're talking about the biggest organization in the world. Mm-hmm. After that, it's like, yeah, not much going on. There's no young talent where you're like, dude, he's the. There's no sage Northcuts or yeah, you but know? doesn't it happen in cycles and weight classes? Because there was no one at 185 for a while. 185 was struggling for a while. Let me see 185, Jamie. 185. Now you've got it. Well, you know, once Anderson lost and Weidman came in, now you've got, look at this crazy mix. And I don't know what they're going to do with Yoel Romero, but what I understand is that he has a very small window uh, where they're going to ban him for. Like only like really? five months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he him. did, What he did was totally, he was actually honest. They got the stuff independently off the shelf that he said that he took. They took that stuff and they tested it, and it had low levels of whatever this peptide is that's supposed to uh, grow testosterone in your body or something like that. Well, so he really didn't take anything that he wasn't supposed to take. He took something that had something in it that wasn't supposed to be in it, and he proved it. But, Joe, even if you, if you go through middleweight, look, okay, Vitor, he ain't that young. Bisping, I mean, yeah, not young, has one eye. Anderson Silva, okay, leg fell off. Leo Machida, well, older. Uh, Musasi, Tim Kennedy, Leedy's, like there's not Dan Henderson's in there. How is Musasi ranked above Uriah Hall when Uriah Hall jump spitting back kicked him in the face and stopped him? Whoever votes on this thinks it's a fluke. Those are ridiculous people. Mm-hmm. That is a ridiculous ranking. They're the you ones cannot, writing articles that you you're speaking You cannot about. be two steps above a guy when a guy stopped you in your last fight. That is weird. You cannot. I wish our boy Tim Kennedy would but get that's, a fight. But that's, that's, an, that's an arrogant assessment of someone's ability in comparison to someone else's ability that's not based on facts. You have to base individual interactions between two fighters. You have to base them on facts. Yes, it's very black and white. It's very black and white. There's no doubt about it that Uriah Hall proved himself to be the better fighter. Gegard Mousasi took him down <laughs> and controlled him in the first round. In the second round, Uriah Hall jumped spinning, back kicked him in the face, and knocked him out. Yeah, I saw that. That is, there's no more definitive ending. This is an insult to him to well, have him at number 10 I and agree. have Gegard at number 8. Well, the only thing you can do with these riders, because so, it's basically a popularity contest, right? Mm-hmm. If a guy keeps winning, it's a popularity contest. But the champs, you can't deny, right? The, the champ in one and two, it's kind of, there's no honey dick What do you there. see one Brazilian rider put fucking uh, notorious MMA? He put him four notches lower after he knocked out Aldo. Yeah, Connor. Yeah. Yeah. How crazy is that? How the fuck could you do that? Well, I don't know how but why does anyone take these serious? But that's why but, we, how, but how could you do that? I mean, you might not like Connor. 
you might think that Connor's a brash guy and he insulted your champion and he insulted your country and blah, blah, blah. And then he smashes him with one punch in 13 seconds. You're just not professional. Well, and also, you can't. You're fucked. Like, f- no one can take your word for anything. Yeah, anymore. I mean, how the fuck do you drop that guy down four points with a perfect performance? Well, I think for the fans, it's like, oh, check it out. Six versus ten. Like, it makes the more mainstream. Like, oh, look at six versus ten. That's the number <sighs> six guy in the world versus number ten. But you can't. Remember when they are going to do Reebok based off rankings? And even the fighter's like, what the fuck are you yeah, talking about? Those rankings. And then even Dana was like, yeah, that's some bullshit. Yeah. Anderson versus Uriah Hall is going to be very interesting. That's in Brazil, brother. That's in May. That Brazil card's a motherfucker. It is stacked. stacked. I heard the promo on it. Sick, too. It's just a bunch of Brazilians beating yeah. people up. That's that's an intense card, man. That's a very intense card. Look at this. Oh, I forgot about Marlowski Overeem versus Oh, good Lord. Yeah, look at that Brazil card. Oh, shit, Cyborg. Leslie Smith. She deserves some sort of award right fucking now. I know. She's fighting Cyborg. She's going to rip your face off. What courage. Why do they have Cyborg no picture on the left but a picture on the They ain't ready right? for it. They're, They're not, not ready, ready for it. it. They're not even ready. Go back to the other card. Our, when The Arlovsky fight, what, what God, card that was that? card on? is a motherfucker. What card was the Arlovsky fight on? That's a, f- oh, that's FS1? a FS1 card. Ooh. That's an interesting fight, man. And whenever I count Orlovsky out, he comes back and wins again. It's like the Terminator. How many times has he been stopped? It's an insane number now. It's like a very high number. He's been stopped a gang of times. We don't fight as long as he does, and not especially at heavyweight, and not get stopped. Look at f- how many times has Overeem been stopped. Dude, look at that I've fight. I've seen Overeem get flatlined. Look at Albert Tumanov versus Gunnar Nelson. That's Ooh, a great fight. Ooh, that's a good fight. Tumanoff is a motherfucker, Damn, man. Struve, back. Bigfoot Silva. Bigfoot wow. needs to figure it out. Now that they have this drug test, and it's tough, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard out there for a pimp. As a heavyweight, you see a lot of guys get stopped. That's part of the game. Who else is on uh, this weekend? Go back to this weekend's card. That that Brazil card is ridiculous. Leslie Smith yeah. with that salty record, 8-6, and six, signed Just up to fight lady. Cyborg. I wonder how Cyborg's going to deal with the 140 cut. Her first time dropping on the 140. I think she's going to faces off. I think, <laughs> I think everyone should fucking run. Every girl in the division is like, fuck. Well, I hope they give her a 145-pound division. I think she deserves it. They've had that division in Invicta. It's an established division. There's plenty of girls out there that will fight at 145. And that way she's not dying. Trying to make the weight. She's it, a big girl, man. She's a big girl. The thing is, how many big girls are there? That, that like, is it Let's sustainable? Find out. Let's is, find is it out. sustainable? Let's find out. Can you do that though? Or Gina you, Carano did it in Strike Force. I mean, that was the whole thing. Or Elite XC, right? Was it Strike Force? Elite XC. It's Elite XC. However, Elite XC. That was her whole thing. She was fighting 145. Joe, look at my face. I'm looking at your face. You can build. <laughs> you can build a division around Gina Carano when she looks like. You that. can build a division around Cyborg when she's smashing chicks. You can. I firmly believe you could build Who a division the around Cyborg. Sign up for no, you I can't. Watch it. If you she's watch Mike it? Tyson, every uh, every little girl she runs into, you can't do it. You can do it. I you disagree. can do it, and you and you you have her keep talking shit to everybody at one thirty five. You know, come up to me if I mean. No one's doing that. She no one's like, I'll do it. Yeah, come Fuck, on. Shoot no. box tattoo. <sighs> Oh. Come on, dude. She's a monster. I like Fuck it. Fuck yeah, she's a monster. I like, I like giving her a shot at the 145-pound title. Make her, she want to have her fight this fight. She's going to fight Leslie Smith, who normally fights at 135. You make it a catchweight fight because Leslie is brave enough to take that challenge. But then 
Create a 145. Take some of them in Victor Girl. I disagree, Joe. I think I think you. But what do you do with her then? You you make you make her fight at 140. What? We don't you even compromise. know how well her body's going to handle. Let's this. say all right. Let's say she does decent though. But all your superstars at 135. Mm. So then you just do these super fights at 140, where right. Misha could be champ at 135 or 140. Right. And you have this monster at 140. But at least she's fighting Misha Tate and getting that coverage or Ronda mm. Rousey or Holly Holm. Right. But if you do 145, okay, now we got to find. 145 badasses at 145 girls. Well, the real it's interesting fight at 140 is Holly, who's <sighs> fought as high as, I want to say she fought at like 150 before in boxing. You're right, at 150. And I thought it was like 152. Two. Yeah. So that would be the fight. Because first of all, she was without a doubt the most experienced striker in all of the UFC, it's women's divisions. As far as boxing competition, MMA competition, and kickboxing, I mean, she's... She's a 19-time boxing champion. She's won kickboxing titles, and she won the UFC crown. I, I think she's the only female in the UFC who can beat Cyborg. See, that would be a fans, fascinating fight because she's got that style of like counter-striking and moving away and almost a karate base with a lot of athleticism and footwork. And Cyborg is just a destroyer. But what happens when you go forward on Holly? You get fucking murked. Yeah. So a girl like Cyborg coming forward is mm-hmm. tailor-made for Holly. Maybe. All these other girls, enjoy that. Maybe. Enjoy Frank the Tank Brazilian. I just don't know. Um, I mean, she's bigger and stronger. It's going to be in- And she can take a punishment. She did a lot of punishment. Do you see the Jorina Barge fight in Lion Fight? I did not. She fought... Shorina. Oh, I, I did. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was a fucking monster. Bars she lost. Monster. Cyborg yeah, lost, lost by decision. Well, she or did got, she get TKO'd? No, she lost by decision, but she got punted in the face. Yes. She got teeped she in, the face. in the face. Barge is no joke, man. She's one of the best Muay Thai fighters on the planet. Yeah, world champion. She's so slick. Her style's so good. And, you know, she has none of the physical attributes that Cyborg has. Cyborg's just so strong and so powerful. I, I, again, I think it's tailor made for Holly. Every, any other girl is fucked. Interesting. I would like to see it. I'll tell you that. Any other girls getting her titties ripped off? I just, I don't want to see, this is what I don't want to see. I don't want to see Cyborg fight diminish so much from the weight cut that we don't get to see the real Cyborg. I don't think she's been enough draw to create an entire division for and revamp and try because we're trying to build up 115 125 see, right I, I think there is 135 see I think if anybody's going to do it it's going to be a woman who knocks women out I think anybody who's going to bring light to the division it's going to be someone she's like Cyborg she's just not young she's, man if she she's like a young prospect I think you invest she in it doesn't have to be the level that she's at in comparison to the level the other girls are at is very is, she's very high the only thing that would change is if one of those Muay Thai chicks started looking at Cyborg and went oh really oh okay that'd be sick okay Okay, well, this is, you know, she's not going to take you down, most likely. She's going to try to stand with you. Yeah. And if these girls, like, really concentrate on the grappling, and they really concentrate, you know, th- six-month ye- sprawl training, yeah. you know? We're years out from that. Well, maybe. you got to invest. If you're going to do it, you got to invest in that whole training. But look at a girl like Tiff Timebomb, right? Right. She's, mm-hmm. she's starting MMA now. You know that? She's training for MMA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if, you know, during her prime, like uh, Miriam Nakamoto... Like someone, someone along those lines, one of the really high-level female Muay Thai champions, they would be Merkin chicks in MMA. For sure. If they could just keep the fight standing, there's levels out there, and there's levels of striking that we just really haven't seen in the UFC. And that's one of, with, uh, with some of the women fighters. Um, but I think that's what we saw in the Barge fight with Cyborg. We saw that super, super high-level Muay Thai against the marauding style of Cyborg. And so I watched that fight, and I said two things. I said, one... Amazed that Cyborg has the guts to take that fight because it's a dangerous fight. Nobody wanted to fight Barge for like three fucking years. She couldn't get a fight. And then how about the fact that Cyborg 
takes tremendous punishment and keeps going after mm-hmm. her. I was thinking, how many other people in this division would fight this girl like Just that? Just Holly. And, and keep getting knocked down, keep jumping back up and attacking. I agree. Not a lot of female MMA fighters would have been able to even stand in there in That's a, in a Muay Thai That's why I say only Holly. Right? Yeah, with, only with her Holly. striking capabilities. Yeah. She's literally the only one. Every other girl, would her head would have been kicked into the And of course, Young Jacek, but she's a smaller True, but class. she's too small. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think uh, I think the forty-five pound division, man, it could open it up. Women only having two division, I think, is weak. I well, think it takes a, a time, third, though, right? Right, but this is the time. Start the forty-five. This is the oh, the inaugural fight, right? I'm not mad Cyborg at it. goes out, puts on a show against Leslie Smith, knocks her face off, or doesn't. Who knows? Well, man. she loses. You don't yeah, have a division. Yeah, but if she does, if she wins, right? Boom. You got a you got a Cyborg fighting someone legit for the championship. Marlos Kuhn come, comes over from Invicta, right? She's Invicta, right? Yeah. 145. Or is she Bellator now? Oh, she's Bellator. That's right. She is Bellator. Bellator. Her last fight is Bellator. They scooped her up. But uh, I, I, I don't think you can do that. I think you have to uh, you have to do a super fight with Misha or Holly. Keep that on? I, um, you have to do a super fight with Misha or Holly to create the buzz around Cyborg. Because the average fan's like, who the fuck is this girl ripping girls' faces Here's off? another fight this weekend that nobody is talking about. Whitaker and Natal. That's your fight of the night. Ooh, Robert Whitaker, man, looked sensational in his last fight against Uriah Hall. I was like, holy shit, this kid is throwing heat. That's your fight of the night. He's a dangerous guy. Interesting how, what a change it's been for him going up to 185. Yeah, man. He just looks so much healthier. Way more powerful. Too. Way more powerful, way more confident, way more aggressive. He just doesn't feel as diminished. I think he was just too big for 170. And Natal's a beast. Natal's fun to watch, man. Very dangerous, man. Real good jiu-jitsu. Caution to the wind. Yeah. Real. Enzo Gracie guy. Mm-hmm. Dude, Rodriguez, though. That's your young buck. Your up-and-comer young buck. Yair. Yeah. Yes. Yair Rodriguez and Andrew Feely. That's another fucking mm-hmm. badass fight. Ooh-wee. That's a very good fight, man. I love watching Rodriguez fight, man. Yeah. He's he, fun. He's wild, dude. He's wild. That guy throws wild. You ever see him train? It's hilarious. Uh, well, he was at Jackson's for a little bit, right? There's videos. Between. There's videos no. of him hitting pads. Dude, he does like 360 roundhouse kick, 360 wheel kick, jumping front kick, round kick, side kick. I mean, the way he mixes shit up is like, who does that in pad work? But he he does it like he fights. Have you seen? Yeah, have you seen him go for like knee bars and leg oh, locks yeah, and man. fucking like flips dude, to him? Dude, his that's fucking, the future, man. His ground game is no joke. His ground Hell game is no. very good. He's got everything going for him. He's uh, wild. He's unpredictable. He's young. He's brash. Damn, Andre. He threw up when I was interviewing him. He threw up? He's the only guy I've ever talked to, like in the middle of talking to him. He threw up in his shirt a little bit, and then he threw up on the ground. Damn, that's that cardio, son. We had a crazy fight. It was a wild-ass fight. So that's a good fight. It's a good good card, man. It'll be a fun card. Again, Connor's taking the spotlight a little bit. Yeah, well, he definitely is, and that's just to be expected. He's, I mean, he's the biggest star in the game right now. And I, mean, I hope they work that out for UFC 200. It would be an even better story if they worked I it out. I bet you they do. Guarantee they do. I would almost guarantee they do. Or they do a GSP Nate Diaz fight. Then we got honey dicked. And then something smells fishy. Something smells fishy? For sure. If GSP's like, what? Hey, I've been what training. If, what if they come with the cash? They come with that fucking Reebok makeup money. I bet you. I bet you. <laughs> a Reebok makeup money. <laughs> Here's a set of Reebok pumps and six million. Um, Shh. Here you go. Push it in. Push it in. We're all in for GSP for 2000. <laughs> I think. Uh, I bet they figure it out. Yeah. I bet. I bet you Connor ends up fighting a UFC 200. That's well, why. That's what I believe in, and that's. I think Dana and the UFC brass is going to figure it out. I think GSP Nate Diaz takes its place. 
And they use it as a negotiating tool because the pay-per-view numbers are bigger than any of the Connor fights because the UFC has, in fact, grown through their strategy. See, I don't think the numbers beat Connor's. What if they do? Well, then you got to, then and then Connor's GSP dealt and Nate Diaz that you're like, ooh, Connor fucked up. Yeah, Connor fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it beats his numbers up. So OSP's best chance for this weekend, he's got to win by knockout. First right? round. You think so? Yeah, that first round, he's gonna have to fucking caution in the wind. If he tries to sit there and fight, you know, like uh, on the outside and out technique, John Jones, you're gonna get fucked up. It's going to be interesting to see John with such a long layoff, too, with a lot of pressure on him. You want me to, you, uh, this is what I think is going to happen. It's just me speculating. I think, and I've trained with both of them. I think John uh, will they'll feel each other out early on. John's going to get a hold of him, trip him down the ground, crucify him, and TKO him with elbows. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. If I had to bet on I bet John finished him on the ground. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. You heard it here, folks. This weekend, UFC 197. Brennan Schaub, fighterinthekid.com, F-fat-t-k-3-d.com. T-fat-k-3-d, that's the new one? Yeah, that's the, the new one. With the fighterinthekid3d, your, your videos yes, that you guys are huh? doing? Yeah. How is that? Is that fun? Oh, the best. Go watch it, you fucks. Yeah. All right, uh, I'll be back in uh, a little bit with another one. That's right. You're a beast, another man. Another podcast. Love you, brother. Dan Auerbach. See you soon. Thanks, everybody, for tuning into the podcast, and thank you to NatureBox. Go to naturebox.com forward slash Rogan for 50% off now. Thanks also to Onnit. Go to O-N-N-I-T. Use the code word Rogan and save 10% off any and all supplements. That's it, folks. All right. Bye-bye. Big kiss. See you soon. Much love. Love.